on the miles with that yank hard yesterday, Skip. I be on these miles of hen dog, and now y'all got problems with me. That, Let uh... me celebrate. The beauty supply store beside um, Fitness Connection. Fitness Connection, yeah. Now, uh, now people don't have to don't go like all the way to Tyson. I don't like that one. They, don't, they ain't got options for real, for real. They well, they got they options. Have, they don't never have what I need. Let me yeah, say. I was you gonna say I they have what you they, need. They don't but, have what I need. So. Yeah, Tyson um. has more of a selection, but you gotta go through the fuckery. Perfect song for a Monday. Is if it? you live in Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Last time you've been to strip club on a weekday? Uh, it's been a long time. Probably like last year sometime. Okay. <laughs> I say a long time. <laughs> but yeah, last year for sure. Onyx used to have $2 Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. And that shit used to pop for a Tuesday. Shit, my job is kind of right down the street from Onyx. Oh, yeah, 1000 Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what it is. Club in Greensboro used to pop on a Thursday night. Oh, Sugar Bear was it Sugar Bears? Yeah, that's the it. big joint. Nah, that was kind of small. It was right off Martin Luther King, across from a Wendy's. Fuck <laughs> Greensboro. Oh, it was a hole in the wall joint. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they call it now. Now Greensboro used to be the shit, man. Until I knew better, I fucked that up. But they had um, they had a big club. They had a big club in uh, Greensboro, yo. Tell me the one we used to go to. Um, what was the name of that big there? shit? Big club in Greensboro. White club? It was a big astro club. It was almost like a club. Like, everybody, like, niggas from Winston would drive to go there. Hmm. I can't remember, man. I remember the joint that was off uh, Four Seasons Boulevard. I forgot what it's called, what it used to be called. That might be it. That's man. the one we used to go to it's a lot. Right off the highway. With uh, the niggas from Champs and Foot Locker. It might be a lot. And then you had um, Sugar Bears, which kept changing the name, but they didn't have no liquor license, so you could they was butt booty naked in their vagina and everything. You're yeah, see, it was this joint was right mm-hmm. off the highway, but I can't remember the name anyway. <laughs> welcome to episode ninety one of the Kickin' Shit Podcast. Oh shit! I'm your boy Jumpman Jones. I'm here with a few good friends of mine. To my left, to my left is my boy, it's my partner, it's my dog, it's the one, the only. Crown Daddy, aka Crown Poppy, aka the ladies call him Crown Poppy. Uh, catch him at Infuse on Saturdays, buying five dollars shots on him. What up, man? Yeah, hey, what's poppin'? You I got people telling me that you're not you're not where you're supposed to be on Saturdays. <laughs> oh, they be looking for mm-hmm. me. Ah, <laughs> oh, hell. So I need you to uh, fix that. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, was... you need to remove that from your <laughs> your AK. I can't go there no more. Why not? People be looking for me. That's exactly why. <laughs> okay. 
that's what happened when I went. I told you. <laughs> they asked. They was like, yo, where's uh I'll be there. Crown Daddy. I'll make an appearance. I gotta okay. go give me a fresh fit for Forever Twenty One on y'all. Please talk about Crown Daddy is funny. <laughs> uh to my right, to my right, the beautiful, the talented, the lovely, the vocabulary queen. If phonics were a drug, she'd be hooked. AKA Spotify Nick. AKA educated and busty, AKA Wonder Woman man. Hey, to listen, if the future is female, then we're looking at the queen, Miss Nikki. How you doing? Great. I'm glad to be back. Good to have you back here with the crew. Um, I'm gonna start on a down note real quick before I go any further. Um, last week we came on here. Uh, it was still fresh. This week's been um just crazy with the whole Kobe Bryant situation, which is still not real to me. Um, I don't know when this is going to like actually settle in and register that he actually passed away. But for me, it's still not real. Um, but at the time we came on the air last last week, uh, we weren't able to report the rest of the passengers who were also on that plane. So at the time, I think we had reported five people because that's all we knew at that time. Uh, so now we got the, the names of all nine, including Kobe and his daughter. Um, there was a John Antobelli. He was 56 years old, and his wife, Carrie Atabelli, and their daughter, Alyssa Atabelli, they also had, I think it was two other kids yeah. that were not on that plane that had uh, lost their parents. And then uh, Christina Mauser, who was the assistant coach of the team, uh, Ch- Sarah Chester, who was 45 years old, and her daughter, Peyton Chester, who was 13-year-old, and then the pilot, uh, Ar- Aria Zoban, I think I'm saying that right. Definitely saying the last name right. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Zoban, who was yeah. 50 years old, um, also passed away on that plane. So I just wanted to highlight those names. I didn't want to leave anybody out as far as what we reported last week, and I didn't want to uh, – something as serious as death. I didn't want to be uh, irresponsible with the platform and not um, highlight those other people who were also on board with uh, Kobe Bryant. So – um, this week has shown me a lot, though, man. I swear, it 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 shouldn't take for people to pass away for you to give them their flowers. But um, I watch a lot of sports, man, and it was it was moments where they were like, "Y'all gonna forget about Kobe on this list?" Yeah. And this week it was you know the legend, the greatest of all time. It's just like wow, like that's how it is. That's how death is, though. It makes us reflect on someone's life. Yes, yeah. that's just the sad part about it is that that's when we reflect on someone's life. But that's how you also know how great they are. Yeah. You start looking back, you're like, whoa, yeah, I missed this. I missed this. I forgot how good he was at this. Or I forgot this. he was this type of person. So I think death just makes you reflect on people's lives. And that's why sometimes it feels like we waited to give them their flowers. But mm-hmm. really, we're just, just a reflection. And if you have a really good life and you got a legendary life, then it's going to seem like we never gave you your flowers. But I think we gave Kobe his flowers. Well, we also have those moments where um, we kind of slip into a comfortability where we believe that everybody's just going to be around until they get old unless something serious happened. Like nobody in the situation had cancer. Nobody had any type of like life threatening thing. It was just suddenly gone. Whereas people just kind of assume that like we're going to be talking about Kobe once he's like 80 years old. Kind of like Bill Russell. Like he's around. We know he's great. He's awesome. He's always around. But it, until he's not, then people are going to start dipping back and being like, let's actually talk about how great he was. Yeah. It's not until they're gone. And so because Kobe, Kobe was gone, taken too soon, that now everybody's just like, well, why yeah. haven't we been talking about but him? sometimes if you make it to the end of your life, you don't get the people expect that from you. You don't think so? 
I think if Kobe would have made it to 81, he wouldn't have had this type of send off. No. What? No, no. I, I agree with, with that. You. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I the timing agree. of it. Yeah. It's so like they didn't, you know, you when Bill Russell dies, we'll probably give him two days. What? Well, yeah. 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 Because you but know you prepare also, for these. That's things. also apples and oranges, though. I I think I yeah. think I could compare this to because um, I feel like when Michael Jordan dies, unless he dies like suddenly, like if we let Michael get to like ninety, I think it'll I be the same. I think it'll be mm-hmm. just as epic. They will literally go back and just from day one talk about how amazing he is. Well, I can say this uh, to your point, and not speaking on sports stars, we're gonna talk about regular people. Two deaths last week. My coworker lost her daughter, thirty-seven. My other coworker lost his mother, 90, Alzheimer's. So you're expecting one to go, and one you don't even expect to leave anytime soon. So it was it was definitely more felt on her. People felt way more bad for her <coughs> as opposed to, yeah, we feel bad about your mother. But, but she lived a good life. She had a yeah, and life. even even he wrote in his statement, like, I appreciate all the gifts and the thoughts. You know, we've been waiting for this. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, feel, I agree with you. You know, Bill Russell's 81. Every time you see him, you're like, damn, still here? Yeah. <laughs> you know much. what I'm saying? You're just waiting for it. So, I think he'll get that send-off. But when I think the send-off you're talking about is it's on every station. Yeah. He might get a send-off, and then the rest of that week might be on NBA TV only. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. But this Kobe thing is it's everywhere. hitting everybody everywhere all day. And the nature of the death, too. It's Very tragic. It, it was sudden. And like I say, it still hasn't registered in my mind to be yeah, like because like if we knew uh, something Kobe was that dying, happened. like if we knew he had like you said had cancer or something, then the tributes would have started a long time ago as he was alive. Like let's like, let's get this out the way. Wait, we yeah. don't know if he's gonna be here next year, so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get him in the Hall of Fame. Like all the other cancer patients, like uh, uh what's my man, uh, Stuart, Stuart Scott. Scott. Stuart Scott. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just well, that's time. a good point about the Hall of Fame because I think that's really when people are gonna. Really yeah. tear up. Really he's tear not up. There to yeah, because he's supposed They're to give a speech. Him in this year because he's supposed to wait five years. Him and Tim Duncan are supposed to go in now. Right, but he. I think he was supposed to still make a speech of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I think that's really when it's Probably gonna like, hit Vanessa. everybody. Then it's gonna hurt everybody. She. I, I wouldn't advise her doing that. That's hard. Mm. And I told them niggas at work, I'm not coming to work when they bury Kobe. I don't know when they gonna. What they gonna do? They had to identify him by his um, fingerprints. Stop. Yeah, I figured that oh would be the case. God. I figured that would be the case. I figured that would be the case. Because when you look at that plane, Ugh, I'm nothing. getting real sad. Now. Tragic. But um, all right, man, we're not here for that. We're here to entertain, entertain, entertain. We just wanted to, like I say, be responsible with our platform and uh, just speak about the others who passed away. Tra- tragic, tragic, tragic event um, that happened last week. But uh, it's February. It's Black History Month. It's time to be really, really black. And <laughs> Blackity black black So we will get started uh, Black History Month Happy Monday um, Anyway it's been a minute So how's everybody doing Everybody good Yeah man I'm, I'm very good man You know I got to go see My boy Jamal yesterday In his CrossFit competition Shout out Jamal They place life Yeah man Did his thing What did they place mm-hmm. Out of I think it was 18 Or something That's what's like up that. Yeah Came from down Wasn't that his 15? like first one Yeah Yeah so That's good, pretty good yeah. for a first one. Yeah, they did well, and they kind of got screwed out of some scores, but you Uh-oh. know you know how they do us. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that was probably the highlight of my week, man. I was looking forward to that, man. I wanted to cheer him on. He That's got He got me so far in life, I can at least go support him for three hours. Nah, I, I definitely nice. fuck with that. I fuck with Jamal Heavy. Yeah. Miss um, Nikki? Uh, I had a rough week. I have been um, battling my sickness, trying to get, finally get it out all the way. Um, it was a really rough week at school. 
I'm glad that January is over. I am ready to just hop into our uh, celebration of Black Month and hopefully things pick up. Just a regular cold. Yeah. Did you? Um, I don't. Ha- I didn't have bronchitis like last year. Last year I got bronchitis yeah. around this time. Yeah. Uh, did you? Did you see a doctor? I did not. My, I have levels to what makes me go to the doctor, and I feel like if there is a, if I can't handle it or like subside it with meds, then I'll go to the doctor. How many days do you give it? Um, I give it a week. To be honest, when I had bronchitis, I I didn't go to the doctor okay. for like three weeks. So you weeks. were still functioning. Yes, it wasn't okay. until I was coughing up blood that I went to the doctor. Yeah, that's what I wait I for. hate going to the doctor. You know, this episode of Saved by the Bell, and um. When I used to smoke cigarettes, I never thought I would quit. But there's an episode where Zach's father gets lung cancer and he coughs up blood. Oh, that's how geez. that's how he knew to go to the doctor. Jeez. And so when I used to smoke cigarettes, that episode used to replay in my mind. So when I would start coughing crazy, I used to say, Well, as long as I ain't coughing up no blood, I can still smoke cigarettes. Wow. <laughs> Which is a fucked up way to think. But it's yeah. a but it's a realistic way to was, think about that's it. How I was, that's how I was thinking about I feel like blood. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, like there's something in my lungs <laughs> yeah, that's yes. red that is coming yes, up. Something very so. forceful. But yeah, no, the sickness is just going. And um that whole like uh what is it, coronavirus stuff yeah. has just me on edge and like I'm every time I cough in public, I'm like, people don't look at me. I don't have it. I Listen. promise. I'm just have a cough stay away from the coronas and you won't get the virus um, <laughs> nah sure. that's some dumb shit i, I put the lime sweet. in there for the vitamin c <laughs> yeah you oh. know kind of cut the acid yeah, yeah I so that. i played trivia on wednesday and there was a team their team name was coronavirus lyme disease oh shit oh shit i was like y'all are rude they are were they white of course they were because they thought that shit was funny. You got to love white they people. <laughs> they were like coronavirus Lyme disease. Speaking of white people, did did uh and the word cracker? Did you feel my explanation? Uh, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> of the of the term cracker. <laughs> yeah, man. So my explanation was like when we hear white people use cracker, we're kind of like, like we don't like it, like. Not like like, it like makes, them calling themselves crackers. Yeah, it's like it takes away from our fun because that's the way we get to. <laughs> that's the way we get to alleviate our stress. Like, damn, these crackers is really getting on my nerves. I, you're right. But then I, they uh, use it. It's like shit. Yeah. Like, don't remind me that this doesn't hurt your feelings. <laughs> In my like, mind, it's hurting your feelings. But yeah. we know it don't really hurt your feelings. I think they get. More, I the think word. they get more offended if we say like white people. Yeah. Yeah. Why like, white people? Or like whiteies. Mayonnaise. <laughs> That's what Charlamagne calls them. I don't or think mayonnaise them. I like mayonnaise, so like that's mayonnaise. why I will never. Honky. You like mayonnaise? I, I like mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise, I like too. Dukes. So that's why I will never associate that with white and people, because I like mayonnaise. As we go over all the like white. <laughs> all the derogatory terms. Welcome to black history. Bro. I like white people. You like when you say, when you best. refer <laughs> them to as the letter Y and T, that's it. Oh, I like that. White. 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 Like you don't even get. A whole word. White people. White. White people. Anyway. All right, anyway, man. We spent enough time talking about white people. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about some more white people in politics. Oh, shit. Oh. I was on a two-week run. Three. Hit the wrong button. Johnny, what's going on, man? Man, so we almost done with the impeachment trial in the Senate. Hey. Votes are coming up on thank Wednesday. God. Yeah, thank God it's almost over. Uh, 
this week the big thing was they were trying to vote. They, the Senate had to vote to see if they're going to allow more witnesses to come talk about uh, Trump and his obstruction of justice. Mm-hmm. The Senate voted not to hear the witnesses because the Senate is ran by Republicans. Only two Republicans voted against the, all the other Republicans, and now these senators are getting um, blasted on social media by all the Republican news outlets as traitors. What mm. other witnesses could you possibly bring on? I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, bring on what's her that, face? The stripper? Oh, prostitute? Uh, what's her name? What's her face? Um, I don't know her name. Stormy? Stormy Daniels. There you go. Is she, is she going to nah, be a witness nah, in this? That's what they were trying to get Trump on two years ago. Like, now they got something new they're trying to get him on. Who cares? <laughs> but, um... So pretty much the Senate, the, the Republican senators are basically saying we're going to vote to keep him in office um, and no no point in prolonging it by asking more witnesses to come and give their their side of the story. Yeah. Maybe um, there'll be some House of Cards shit and like all of a sudden they vote and they all vote. I think they to tried to do that and they only got two guys to convert. <laughs> Speaking of House of Cards, the way that nigga got shot in season three. Like, come on, bro. Who, uh, real life, Frank Underwood? Not, yeah, real life, you're not getting that close. You're yeah. not getting that close, bro. Not anymore. Back in the 80s, you could. That's probably the last time you can get close and to And that shit president. was today. That's true. And it got it through the shoe at Bush in the early 2000s. That's what? Really you remember when that guy threw that shoe at Bush? He threw two shoes at Bush. Yes, he did. And he was like... Yeah, Bush laughed at him. Because <laughs> he was giving a speech. <laughs> yeah, Bush crazy, man. That uh, nigga did not care about being president. Well, I'll talk about Bush another day. <laughs> <laughs> he just knew it was something he had to do. Yeah, it's like whenever your it. family's like, I got to do this. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have no boys. Didn't yeah, he? he didn't. He didn't. So that's why. Uh, Jed has a son. <laughs> but Jed's son is like half Cuban. So Jed. Speaking of. Speaking of Jeb. Speaking of having boys, oh. uh, the hashtag girl dad was going around. And somebody put that. a picture of Caitlyn Jenner up. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess Caitlyn's a girl dad. <laughs> this shit was funny. Caitlyn is it a was girl dad. Caitlyn. Yeah. yeah. Is she a girl dad now? She's a girl dad. No, no. Keep going. Politics. She's a girl dad. I mean, yeah, but is that politically correct? She has daughters that call her dad. That's true. Girl dad. No, explain. That's it. If your kids call you dad. Kendall and Kylie refer to Caitlyn as dad. So you're dad. Yes. To them, they are dad. She's still dad. That's true. Man. She and she can be dad, and she's granddad. She can yes, she because she provided the sperm for them. Okay, we'll talk about that offer. Even though she doesn't identify as a man we're, anymore, yeah, it makes sense. We're man. definitely talking about it. That does it makes sense? Okay. All right, because I got questions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so next Wednesday we should know if Trump's still gonna be our president. I'm uh 98 sure that he still will be our president. Um. God bless America. So, let me, <laughs> Jai, let me ask you something. If he gets impeached, then what? I mean, no, America. let me rephrase that. He's already impeached. He's going to be impeached forever. If he gets removed from office, do you think that's really going to have effect on anything that happens in the next eight months? If, if he, he gets, gets removed? removed? No. Yeah. Whew. If he gets removed from office, I think we'd be at like a civil war for a little bit. Like he can't run again, correct? No. Mm-mm. That's the only thing that matters is the yeah, fact so that he, he wouldn't be able to run in 2020 Mike Pence to take over and then the Republicans would have to decide if they want Mike Pence to run again um, at the later in the year actually it's almost a lesser of two evils I'm trying to figure out yeah is Mike Pence worse or better 
People say he's a lot more violent. Like he's I a think lot, he's a lot more worse. Than he's Trump. actually a very, very, very scary man. I feel like he's the type of person that yeah, would actually very like call for guy. hits out on people. Stern guy. Yeah. yeah. Like he's He'll very probably do a lot of under, like behind the scenes shit. He's very pro life. Like, and he's yeah. very much for sending gay, um, gays to yeah. go to those uh, That's places. What hated about him. That's why I didn't want him to. Uh, well, take send them where. To those, um, um, I forget what they call them, but they it's like they do camps yes. where they convert them back to straight, and they use like shock treatment. Is that really the end all be all people? That's what like, he thinks. So he firmly thinks that that's what's gonna on. work. <laughs> yeah, but that's my pens. Yo, straight men gotta do something better with their time. I'm starting <laughs> to think niggas like niggas, and they mad because niggas is openly liking niggas while they got a closet like niggas, and so they <laughs> upset about it. Like my nigga That's elaborate I'm just saying Anytime a nigga Has put too much Effort and energy Behind something I started to question why Oh. And you want to send These niggas to a camp I don't care that much They nigga. might be Butthole bandits bruh More pussy for me Bye Shit less pussy for me I'm tired of pussy That's another episode Oh uh, Okay <laughs> What Alright Thank you I just wanted to know How you felt about that Johnny Coronavirus is out there Y'all make sure Y'all get y'all mask. Um, is spreading. Uh, they said they might have a case in New York City now. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, um, wash your hands, people. Yeah, please do. Uh, so always happened in China, man. It's probably because they just got so many people over there. They got a lot of fucking people. Yeah, uh, but shit's always happening in China, and they tried their best to keep everybody in the city. Uh, but it just ended up spreading, and now it's over the country. There's a few places where it's popping up. The coronavirus is popping up. But here's the thing: it's like we only care about stuff. When it's coming from other countries, because in the United States, people die from the flu. Mm -hmm. I was reading like something, an article or something, and they were saying like 80 to 85,000 people died like last year from the flu. Yeah. And then we're sitting there telling you to go get your flu shot. Yeah. It ain't working. But because this has come from another country and it's foreign, now all of a sudden everybody's panicking. Yeah, they know how to scare us. So we don't have a vaccination for coronavirus currently. No. No. We're just treating it. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to wonder how long it's going to take before we get one. Yeah. Hopefully they figure something out, man. Who knows? It's crazy how this shit be coming out of nowhere. Mm, wash your hands. I don't know, but there isn't a national emergency, so like, like I'm really trying not to like panic. Yeah, they didn't put travel bans to certain locations and things like that, just so you don't, you know, come into contact with it. Wrapping up politics. Iowa caucus is Tuesday. Um, this will be our first time the Democrats get to vote. Well, they'll get to see what their Ooh. votes are looking like. So finally, it's coming to an end. Seems like Yang Gang, Yang Gang. Yeah, let's see how much. Oh, he's still Yang. in it. Yeah, he's still in it. Mm. He's he not going nowhere. He's going to take it over for the nine nine in the two thousand. <laughs> he's working with some hippies. Yes, yeah. I need my thousand dollar check. check All my people are failing me, so I'm on the Yang Gang. I'm now. going too, man. A lot of people are mad because there's no. He's the only uh, person of uh, color left. They're saying they were taking. They were taking him out. That was the whole goal. They couldn't afford the uh, campaigns anymore. Mm-hmm. Bernie mm-hmm. is backed by everyone. Yeah, but really, it's a diverse field, minus black people. You got women still in the field. You got one Asian man still in the field. You got a young gay guy in the field. That's as diverse as we're getting? Yeah. Okay. I mean, all they're missing are a, a black woman and a black man. Two of the most important. True. So At least the black woman, Hey, anyway. but the black people, you got to get behind your people, though. Black people are behind Bernie. Yeah, they are. They mm. really are. They love white people, boy. <laughs> Hey, man, we well, all need a white he, savior. Because he marched with Martin Luther King yeah. or whatever. Man, that he one got time. one more time. That one picture. Mar- my granddaddy marched with him. They ain't said nothing about uh, Sandy Guthrie Sr. 
Bernie, nigga, you was just in the street trying to get to the store, and them niggas was in your way. I think, I think he did something, but it was just like one day yeah. in all of and history. Catch a picture with him, right? And That's why I just it just doesn't feel nah, as genuine a as of it Bernie could. Bernie made that good banana pudding. Barney was like, shit, I'll march at y'all and get some of that pudding from Miss Corretta. He came to the house after? <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> found that picture and said, what's this picture of? Well, I was trying to go to the store one day. Oh, uh, my God. I remember when I brought uh, my homegirl, when I, uh, my white friend, I brought her some uh, chicken wings that my brother-in-law had made. And she was like, this is seasoned really well. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you first thing you notice is the seasoning, yeah. that should wow. tell you something. Yeah. I was like, hey, y'all really seasoned. don't be putting no seasoning on your really chicken. Well. Hey, real talk. I dated this girl in high school, and she was white. And I went to eat dinner with her parents. Yeah. And that was the blandest meal ever. Oh, and the Kool-Aid no. was even bland. I was they probably like, following the instructions of the Kool-Aid. May I say, well, how did you make this Kool-Aid? Exactly, bro. I blocked out all funny. of those instances where I've been to white people's houses. That was like middle school, high school. I don't remember any of those situations. Somebody showed me a picture. They went to like a potluck and some white lady like made chicken le- chicken thighs. What? I, what? Those shits look like sick. Which I don't understand because the white people at my job cook great. Like the potluck shit they make. Yeah. So maybe it's a southern good. thing. I th- yo, it's definitely a southern. southern so, I, I always say that southern, southern white people, people know how to cook. season. Yeah. They know how, we know how to kill food. ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I forget who was asking me. Somebody was asking me about when you season meat, do you season one side, the side that's at the top, or do you flip it over and season both sides? You put that shit I in put a bowl. bowl. There's yeah. some people that will only season the top, mm. and then that's the side that you see, and then you flip it over. You don't want to eat them niggas' food. <laughs> yeah, I put it all over. You're supposed to marinate that <laughs> shit say, in yeah, oil especially and season chicken. Boy, Like when you're putting yeah. like, season on the top, and then yeah. you don't flip it over, I and then you just cook it. it. Then I season it. So then you massage it in there. Yeah. Get all this shit Hit it with the fork. Oh, yeah, so you gotta puncture it. No, that's what Reg does. The flavor goes into the holes. Yes. Yep. That shit be wet and succulent with all the juices and shit come out. Come on, nigga. It's succulent. Come on, man. All right. All right, man. Thank you for those politics jukebox. We we on the most tangents on politics. All right, um, music and entertainment, man. The Grammys was on Sunday after we wrapped. Um, notable shit for me. Uh, Dave Chappelle won for Sticks and Stones. I didn't think he would win for that. Shout out Dave Chappelle. Why people love Dave Chappelle? True. That was just cutting edge shit. I didn't even think it would get recognized. Like the people, why people love Dave Chappelle. Billie Eilish swept her categories. I saw that. I'm comment. indifferent about it. Um, I knew I hate her, but I like her music. Why do you hate her? She's like fake gangster. She's like a spoiled J. White Cole girl. got his first one with uh, a lot. Is that what you Savage? think is gangster? To I, me, like I watch her interviews and stuff. She's and just, just like, like an emo kid. Yeah, she's like like people will interview her and she's just like, man, fuck that shit. Like I don't like people. That I mean, talk you kind of like seen that. her at the wars too. I don't really see her as not, yeah, as like fake like, gangster. That, I just bro. think she's very much like. I'm going to go against the grain and yeah. I'm able to do everything that you want me to do, but opposite. Yeah. That makes sense. She's like baby Ellen. The album is good. Um, baby gangster Ellen. It's different. It's I different. like their album. I fuck with it. Um, Oh yeah. But shout out to 21 Savage for sure. 21 Savage, J. Cole. J. Cole. Why are um, we shouting him out for that one song? Well, oh, he got J. Cole his first Grammy. So yeah, that's um, very true. The baby didn't win, but he yeah. was twice nominated. So shout, shout out to, to the, the baby, baby for the nomination. He should have got rap song of the year. Come first on, of all, killed the year. First of all, go ahead, say something. Oh, I'm gonna let you say what you want to say before I say what I okay, think you're go gonna ahead. say. No, first of all, the categories that he was in, there were much more deserving people. 
because Tyler the Creator deserved to win. Yeah, yeah. He and deserved. he was in a category with him. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then I'm trying to remember the other category. It was I best think they gave it. They gave it to Nipsey Hussle. Did you really think they were going to give it to anybody else? No, but I think he should have got best rap song. But I mean, it's all politics. I don't think Nipsey Hussle should have won in that category. He won in. But I mean, well, what DJ always Khaled. happens? DJ Khaled. What DJ always happens? You know, this happens when an artist dies. And if they have music that that's recent, they're gonna give it to him. Yeah, and, and I'm not taking away from cool. Nipsey, but yeah. I'm just saying I knew that that was gonna well, happen. People that vote on people it knew whatever category Nipsey Hussle was gonna be in, he was going to get it. I was just hoping that the baby's team had the right connections to get the baby. Also, has too much drama associated with him. Well, that's not what picks it. It's really about your. It's really about your associations, you your mean. record label, and your pool. If you say so. I know it's. If you know about those awards, those awards are like I say, those awards are bullshit. But <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But like, people want them. That's the thing. Yeah, and I don't so understand like, why artists really I don't really know about this baby, but I feel like it. he's always in the news yeah. and fighting people. The, I think yeah, the baby and shooting people, so people we're not vote, going to vote for what him. They see. I don't know. No, 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 Yes, and they knew that he was doing good stuff in the community. But no, but think about if you're a white person, how many times have you heard about the baby? Probably only when he's in the news. Yep. True, but that's not what determines how they pick those awards. It's a small factor. No, they. It's like, a super you small can't, factor. You, but you can't pretend like it doesn't exist. No, they, it's it's really it's really labels and execs and and songwriters and shit that make those that choose those awards. And yeah, if you don't but, have any pool, if your label or who, your management or your team doesn't have any pool, nine times out of ten you're not gonna win. So sometimes you get those shocking wins like whoa this album was really good and then it got the flowers chance. it deserves chance doesn't have people chance got kanye kanye got def jam the academy hates kanye no we you are looking at a person i'm looking at the machine behind the person the machine behind the person has the pool to get you to get you the awards that's where the awards is coming from okay it's not what we think it is i thought it was about like because from what i heard you have to be you have to sign up to be part of the Grammy committee. Yes. Yes. And um, from what I hear, it's not that many rappers or people influ- involved in hip hop that's in that committee. No. So the people that are voting are people that don't know about hip hop. So they're going off what they either. You're right. The people that they know that are connected with these rappers or artists are what they see on TV. And most of the time it's going to be the people who are connected. Yeah. All right. Hey, I- that's my artist. Give them your vote. Because I don't know why Little Nas X was nominated for anything because his music sucks. But Little Nas X had the biggest song. The stuff he year. was nominated for, I think he did deserve to win as far as, as what they were talking about. That's the, the um, things that he won. He didn't win for like best album. But that's the category mm-hmm. I felt he should have won. The one that Nipsey Hussle won. Best rap song. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's hard to undeny. You can't deny but I think they Old put Town him Road. in pop. I forget what category they put him in for him winning. I think he also won for music video or something like that too. He was in a he was in the category with. Uh, oh yeah, and I knew Nipsey. he was not going to win for He's any of those. Best rap song performance. The ones, yes, yeah. the ones that he won. I'm glad that he won. So he did win some, Lil Nas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like three. All right. Yep. Him, Lizzo, and Billy. And that's what I was up. going to bring up after we were done talking about what Lizzo. Yes, Lizzo. I think that she should have won more, but I'm happy that she won, period. She won a, she, which one did she win? She has two. Yeah, she, she won, won two. for best pop album. And I don't remember the other one. The other one was off camera. Um, like not on the show. I have to go back and look at the, the list of things, but I thought that her winning for best pop album, I think was, um, supposed to go to her because that's pop as in popular album. Her album was Amazing. What Her do you f- album was phenomenal. What do you feel Tyler the Creator's album should have been placed? Because it wasn't rap. 
Well, that's the thing that I don't know. And that's why he made a good point in his whole thing is that he doesn't know where he fits in. And of course, because he's a black man. And at one point in time, he may have made music that sounded like rap. Mm -hmm. They threw him in that category. Exactly. But there's no other category to put him in because it wasn't necessarily a popular album that was played on the radio every every day like Lizzo was or even Ariana Grande's. But they associated him with a black man. See, that's one of those awards. A black man put him in the rap category. That's one of those awards I felt like that was legitimately given because that really was a good album. He was. And so because they couldn't It wasn't popular. It wasn't on the radio. It was just a good-ass album. It was different. I liked it. But they also weren't going to put him in categories of, like, album of the year. She won best R&B album, Lizzo. Oh, she did? Really? Okay, I wonder how she was up against BJ Chicago Kid, Indiari, Lucky Day, PJ Morton, and Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh, all those people are probably pissed at Lizzo. I mean, Lizzo, Lizzo. But what were the two? It was pop album, right? It was pop song, pop album, something, some pop. Them putting black people in pop oh. is gonna. Let me blow take it back. Brain. I'm sorry, you're right. She did win it's pop. pop. Okay, it's urban contemporary. Thank you. That's urban. that category Anderson that they Pat made up yeah, where they lump on R and B. Yeah, they lump all those people. Her got snubbed. Her was nominated like five, six times Her and didn't nominated. win at all, which I was very pissed about. And then um, Ariana Grande. I actually thought that she should have won. She didn't win. Yeah. Her time is coming. She's going to win one. Well, she won one last year. Now yeah. I want to hear the album. Her album was real good. It is good. And she sounded She amazing. put out all good albums. All her albums I've liked. Thank You Next was great. Sweetener was great. And so, like, she won last year. And so, this year, people were hoping that she won. Someone was telling me she's the white Beyonce. Um, No, I would, I would say not. Taylor Swift I, I would say she's closer to Mariah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would say Taylor Swift. And she's, she's not Latino at all. Nah, she's Italian or something Yeah, like they're that. Italian. Okay. But anyway, I thought the Grammys were okay based on what they had to work with i know people were expecting better performances but i thought from who they had performing i thought it was pretty good mm. yeah you said they have the people that's in the best um album category perform. yeah everybody, everybody like from that lizzo opened the show and she did phenomenal i hate that she opened the show they should have put her way later yeah well i think they thought there was when they're gonna have the most viewers. was she naked when she opened the show she was pretty clean <laughs> no yeah, she's pretty clean. She's always naked. She does that stuff outside of her, like, yeah. she separates the business from the pleasure. She's pretty clean. <laughs> her being naked? She puts on yeah, the She's, like, not really naked on stage. Perform, she kills it. She's never naked on okay, stage. Okay, I'll take it back. Did she have on a thong? No, because she's dressed no on, on stage. She put clothes on? You know she don't got to wear no drawers, babe. Oh, my God. She put clothes on for once? <laughs> I just <laughs> seen a video of her this morning twerking. I was like, well, that's how I wake up. This is clearly <laughs> like those of you who don't like see Lizzo all the time. She is clothed when she performs. All okay. of that stuff that she does outside of her performances is just for but she don't want no wardrobe malfunction on stage i can get i can dig that right but also like she does all that stuff just to get y'all all your panties in a bunch mm. like she is an amazing performer like i'm a lizzo fan and i'm still sick i haven't seen her in concert that's awesome you tripping i still haven't even listed um <laughs> that's a shame and speaking of albums <laughs> new music this week um yo Gotti dropped untrapped um, Lil Wayne, did you listen to that? No, but I'm very upset about his song "Ho." Oh, <laughs> like who told you to make that an acronym? <laughs> no acro- one. That's it, real. No one. The acronym makes no sense. It doesn't. But I, 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 I so think this, I think the song is okay. There's other songs on the album I like. Um, Lil Wayne, the is funeral. Pose on there. Pose is on because that's my only song that I really Pose, love from Pose him. Pose goes because Megan Thee Stallion's on yep. it. Yep. Pose goes exactly. Hands. Anyway, sorry. 
You put got put a date on it too. I forgot the, all about that. I song. do yeah, like that song too. Yeah. You're right. Put Those two, two songs. Good job, Yo Gotti. Um, <laughs> Lil Wayne dropped the funeral. Worth. I like that. It came out. Know your worth. Yeah. On that um, Yo Gotti, where he talking about uh, know your worth. Uh, talk about fellas, know your worth. Don't be tricking all these women. Oh, shit. that song is good. I love yeah. it. So and much. then he That's has a song good. called "I'm a Ho." <laughs> you know that I'm matches. If he liked a pick, he probably fucked up a fuck. Uh, <laughs> so Lil Wayne, this is his last album. I don't know if to take it as that. I want to say it was better than Carter Five. I did enjoy listening to it. Um, I think I stopped listening after the Carter Three. I do want to. I, <laughs> I do feel like lyrically he's still Wayne. I just it was okay. All that promethazine in his brain. I don't think he can be <laughs> the same anymore. Now. He's got him a queen. What? Yeah, he did talk about he got that. Him an, Italian, to who? an Italian queen. He has a white woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Look like look like Drake baby mama a little bit. <laughs> I haven't seen her. I just heard him talking about it on the record. What yeah. if it is? I feel like his life is slowed <laughs> they down. With him before. I feel Ew. like his life is slowed down. Yeah, he got a a kid that's like twenty now. His brain is turning to mush. It's probably already bush. Ugh. But he still raps pretty good. The only thing I think is wrong with Wayne is he's putting out too much music. I think What's yeah, the album single? was way too long. Twenty four songs shit. was way I too long. That's not he didn't drop a single for this. He yeah. just dropped the album. He just oh. raps on this one. And I think at this point in his career, I don't think he cares anymore. But if he cared, I would probably um start working with all the younger artists. He went and to make, jail and, and, make and came sure the back records. and nobody yeah, cared. I'll let Quavo make all my hooks and I just rap. I make I will make sure the records. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Songs, it was, like I was how long are each song? It's old school shit, like yeah. three, four minutes. Yeah, no real songs. Some of them just rapping the whole way through, no. and some he's got a chorus. And you don't have a single? No. Yeah. Mm, you don't need a single nowadays. If you, to make you, me listen to it? For I sure, mean, no. yeah, for the for the average consumer, maybe you need a single. I feel I like you don't. Consumer. And I don't feel like you're the average consumer because you don't listen to the radio. And the single's That's usually for true. the radio. Yeah. It's That's very true. I think singles have a have also morphed. You need to get on certain platforms. So, for example, since I do nothing but stream music, if your music does not make it onto the New Music Fridays uh, playlists on all of the streaming oh, platforms, yeah. then you can just... Uh, call yourself out. Which that's another the, money the, category. The so Lil Wayne will make it into and the to, labels get you on to that. Yeah, yeah. The Lil Wayne will get in there, put stuff right there. Because I love, going but on that's there the same thing. Albums. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing happened last year. Lil Wayne didn't drop a single for the Carter Five. He just put it out. Yeah, and then they just made one afterwards. I'm that's not even gonna lie. I didn't even know he had. It a is Carter the best five. thing to do. Yeah, unless you just know you got a banger, put it out. He didn't, I mean, it, was, it really wasn't one. They made that song one and tried to do a dance to it with Shiggy, and it didn't, yeah. it didn't hit for well, me. Well, they was trying to push that Shiggy shit for a minute. It was like, yo, let Shiggy make a song to your album or oh, to your record. Oh, no. What yeah. is Shiggy? dance to your record. What is Shiggy doing They still now? do they still that do Harlem that. Shake shit. Yeah, no, what, what is he doing fuck, with yo? his life now? I think he's dating Fabulous Daughter. No way. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, also, I do like that song that he has with Swizzy. The Little Wayne, yeah. yeah, that's the one that Shiggy was doing. That's the only song yeah. I like. Is Shiggy? that from the Carter Five? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that was the single. Yeah. What that's the fuck? The only yo. One I like. That was the single. Yeah. Five, four, three, two. I let one go. Yeah. But that was the single after the album. And like then the I album didn't came listen out. to the rest of the. The album came out. Then they dropped that single. Oh, okay. Nah, there was really not much. You to didn't miss to. anything. You didn't miss okay. anything. Okay. Um, but it's still Lil decent. He's no future. As far as rap, this, <laughs> as, far, as far as rap this year, right now, man, I'm still on Moneybag, yo. If y'all haven't listened to Time Serve, go check out Time Serve. 
That yep. album is a banger. I'm behind him and the so baby. I'm gonna listen to it. And the video's yeah. coming. So I seen that the baby was shooting the video yeah. with uh Money Bag, yo, protecting the brand. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be hard. They in a the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> they on a Ferrari. They in Miami doing Super Bowl weekend shooting the video. This is gonna be dope. Uh R and B artist Kevin Ross. First time listening to him, dropped an album called Audacity. I fuck with it. It's a real quick listen, seven, eight tracks. I would check that out. Young lady named Kirby. She dropped a real quick EP called Sis. I think it's about 11, 11 maybe eight tracks on that. It's pretty good. And Luke James, uh, To Feel Loved, came yes, out. Yes, Luke um, James. Which is, has an eclectic sound. There's a few singles came out. If y'all go on SoundCloud, Drake and Future got a new one. Um, I ain't going to shit y'all. I ain't got the name in front of me. Aside Luke, from. Luke James is uh, Johnny Gill, right? Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> It's Johnny can, G- oh, Johnny Gill. Sing. That's Johnny Gill? Yeah, he yeah. played Johnny Gill. From New Gill. Edition? Yeah, that boy can sing. <laughs> oh, man. That movie is hard. But, uh, <laughs> that New Edition oh, movie new is edition, hard. Yeah. The Bobby Brown shit wasn't that bad. BET I still ain't thing. watched it, man. I, I didn't watch it yeah, either. I, I still ain't watch it. I got a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing. I think it's just because I'm, I'm upset about Whitney's depiction. That's exactly that's what I'm why. doing at the Super Bowl. Um... What are you guys watching? Speaking of what you watching, uh, what are you guys watching? What's everybody looking at? Uh, this week I watched um, Night on Earth. It's a Netflix documentary. I, w- I started watching about that animals and their environments at night. That's like, just I dope. Hooked on that. Nice. That's just dope. Yeah, that thing is pretty dope. Uh, I seen your tweet about the cheetah. Yeah, I feel man. sorry for that. I, I'm sorry. I feel you. Yeah. Damn. Uh, that's really all I watched this week, man. I was just my last week in the gym, so I was out there. I was going hard all week. I'm like a month behind. I just finished Cheer last night. <laughs> the greatest show on TV right now. It was amazing. They all over the place. They were on Ellen. They were yeah. on the Today Show. They and were I kind of don't Michael's like Strahan that show. because it's just like they're just peddling around doing whatever. Season but, two coming. You don't want to see I, the sport grow. I, you know, I'm. <laughs> I feel very indifferent about it because it's still one of those sports that I hold very near and dear to my heart. And now we're just kind of like. Peddling it around like a circus. You're act. like when someone has you find an underground artist before they blow up, and then when they finally blow up, you're like, I'm the first one that knew about them. They've changed. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you are with cheerleading. I mean, that's fine. I think my thing is I want their everything that they deserve. So it's not necessarily like I've I've known about it and y'all are late. It's more like what's actually still going to change because of this. Is cheerleading going to be something that they put back on TV where we can watch it all the time? Is it something yeah. where if we start paying student athletes, our cheerleaders going to be included in that because they bust their ass just as much as other teams? Like be. that's what that's the stuff that I care about. So is this documentary are going to actually like produce something or is it just going to be like, hey, let's perform on every talk show and talk about how awesome we are? Like, so were they on TV at one point in time? Because you say back on TV. Where, yes, they used to, I they used to show competitions on ESPN. Yeah, so nationals is always in Daytona, Florida, for at least for college, um, high school and middle school and all star. They still do it every now and again, but it's like on ESPN two or three or whatever. But they used to show them on ESPN. But now um, Varsity, the company, has a monopoly on everything cheerleading, and they don't really want to work with anybody else because they want cheerleading to really be showcased. So now you can't see it yeah. on regular TV. Now you have to stream it. And so that's why, to me, only the cheerleading world knows about cheerleading, if that makes sense. Because it's not, you can't just turn it on and watch it one day. You got to pay to stream it. Yeah. 
that's something I wish they would have maybe did a little bit more on when they were talking about varsity oh, yeah. and how they have a monopoly on. But they weren't trying to get sued. They have yeah. They varsity was, was like yeah. They didn't even let Netflix film their shit. But but it is apparently it's more profitable for them to have it on a platform. Well, certainly it's a billion dollar it. company, but I just think as a whole, yeah. when you actually care about the sport and you want it to become something bigger, that's one of you the gotta things. You got to put it where people can touch it. Yeah. 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 Well, you making all that money, you don't want to share it. Because apparently this company, they do everything. They got uniforms on lock. They got the competitions on lock. They got who sees the competitions on oh, lock. Yeah. Everything. I remember wearing just varsity uniforms. Like, I remember yeah. when they were just uniforms. But, no, that's what I'm watching. And I wanted to wait until I could actually sit and focus and watch it and enjoy it. And it was great. And I can't wait for season two. I want to know what school they're going to do. Because yeah. that's what I love school. is that they do different. I don't really care about that other. What, school, what school was this? Here was what school was of, this? Where were they out of? Uh, Trinity what? Valley Community College, which is like 40 minutes down the road from Navarro College, yeah. which is in Texas. It's okay. all in Texas. And they had a black head coach. I liked him. I want them to go yeah. elsewhere because I want them to show the diversity texas is one of those states where everything is like king there yeah so like really good football basketball teams king. football comes from there i want them to go to the west coast find it like find an under god team. team not even sorry because you clearly navarro college is 13 time champions yeah so they need to yeah. go find a team that like came out of nowhere a team and that follows has a shot but probably won't win like when they did for the football oh yeah the junior college you when they went to um Indiana? Yes. They yeah. went to some random hole will. in the wall that they suck. I think they'll give Navarro one more season and then they'll move on. Because they did that with Last Chance U. They gave um, that school oh, in Alabama. Oh, I didn't see the they first school. Them, I only saw the second they one. They gave them two uh, times and they gave Indiana two times. And now the okay, next season so they're maybe in California. They'll do that. But I tell you what, I love Last Chance U and how they do their whole documentaries. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I couldn't get into Last Chance U at all. What? That's why I like Cheer. The same people made it. Yes, and I love the way that they set it up and, and the drama and yeah. the Im- information. And I like when they get to know the background of the students or the athletes. Exactly. Where they come from. Yeah. But no, they need to and go to like. end up becoming this level of cheering or this level of football. I think that was the thing I liked the most, that coach from uh, California. Oh, uh, what's that boy? That dude, white dude, used to say motherfucker. <laughs> he yeah. ain't got no job now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got a book just came out. He, of why? He, well, hold on, yeah. hold on, time on, time on. Why doesn't he have a job? They fired him at because at the end of he, that um, season, he said something to like one of the student assistants that was with the team. <laughs> he called him he called like him a Hitler. Nazi. Yeah, or he called him like, Nazi Hitler. And because uh, he was a German student, it. yeah, the guy reported it, and um, he did not have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But he said that was the running joke. Cause I, I was listening to one. He was on a podcast. I listened to. And he was saying that was just a running joke that they would call him Nazi and Hitler and stuff all the time. What is his coach's name? Uh, Jason Knight or Jason something. I don't remember okay. his name. From Last it. Chance U. This yeah. is season yeah. two, right? Season three, three yeah. and four. Three and four. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are you watching, Nikki? So besides Cheer, I again, I haven't watched anything new. I have a whole list of things. Sex Education, the new season I want to watch. So but you I've watched been, the first season? Uh-huh. I loved the first season. I'm it in was the really good. middle of that. I'm on episode four right now. It's really good. Yeah, I'm in, I'm all in on that. Yeah, so I I'm like hoping the, the second season is just as good. I like the dynamic with the main character and his best friend and then how they got the mean girl. Super relatable. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was dope. I thought that was dope. It, it's definitely a different dynamic on television. I fuck with that whole dynamic and um, then i'm also watching bob's burgers my daughter watches. i forgot show. how funny that show was bob's um, burgers people sleep on bob's burgers it's hilarious i'm trying to get into this show on hbo hulu called uh the outsiders i heard about that and it has um jason bateman in it so i definitely want to see it yeah so that's something Is that I'm a marvel to show to. no it's uh, stephen king oh okay 
Um, it looks very suspenseful. Other than that, Johnny, did you tell me what you was watching? I've just been watching um, that night at night on Earth. Oh You've yeah, been yeah, watching yeah, yeah. animals at night. Yeah, my memory is short. <laughs> Literally put that on to go to sleep. Night on Earth. I started watching. I got the, I got the I fifteen minutes and I passed out. But I was like, yeah, I got to finish because I like what they do with the night vision camera. Because it's showing, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's dope as shit. It's basically showing you what happens yeah. at night on Earth. And then and the last episode, they show you how they shoot everything, and I'm like, whoa! Like they was in like pitch black, and all Damn. they had were the cameras to tell you them. Gotta where the love animals your were job, at. man, because I'm not doing. And that's that. dangerous as shit. Hell yeah! All right, man. Um, other than that, let's go ahead and hop into this roundup. If I can find out. What going on this list? All right, this week, man, in man, uh, in Maryland, Prince George County, Officer Michael Owen murdered William Green in the backseat of a police car. He was going, he was doing a um, not a stop, but there was an incident, and there was uh, what they say was a confrontation between Michael and William. He handcuffed him, he put him in the back of the car. Now he didn't have his police. Uh, body camera on but he put him in the back of the car got in the passenger seat and then unloaded on this young man in the back seat man so um prayers goes out to william green and his family man um he was he is booked on charges for murder this is black on black correct yeah this is a black guy michael so is a black guy give him every possible last Sentence. I would like to know what prompted you to Pro- fire probably. on a handcuffed man in your backseat. That's back what seat. I'm saying because there's no way how. Be- because that don't make any sense. It doesn't. Like he's handcuffed. He's in the back seat. He's no threat. What the fuck? Um. So that's that. Uh. Story number two that I found this week, and y'all got to bear with me for a moment because <coughs> I want to get this this young lady's name unless Nikki knows off the top of her head. Um. Presley. Yes. Pitcher. Pritchard. Yep. Pritchard. Thank you. Presley Pritchard is a firefighter. Where does she fight at? It's like Evergreen something. I don't even think I focused on that part. <laughs> like where she we'll talk at. about what was most important. Well, she's a firefighter in America. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, because that's more important. Google the name. You get an article. Um... But nah, she, she's a firefighter, um, and she has an Instagram account, no different than any of our Instagram accounts, where she pretty much poses her shit, um, her daily work shit, because um, she is a firefighter, and um, workout videos, things of that nature. Well, she lost her job because of her Instagram, which I didn't think, I didn't see anything harmful on her Instagram, anything sleazy, um, but she lost her job because of her Instagram the article just kind of cites how it was it's unjust she shouldn't have lost her job she didn't have anything inappropriate anything damaging to the fire fighters department as opposed to some of her counterparts who actually are other firefighters in the nation who actually do photos with their top off and try to sell a little sex she was just really about community and doing for other people we also also i found the information she is a firefighter at cali spell montana evergreen fire rescue Thank this you. is montana we don't we don't know nothing about Montana, but what we do know is that I'm sure it is just steaming with sexism up there, and so that is the issue: is the fact that she is one of very small handful of women, and they don't want her dressing provocatively. And the longer I was reading that article, the more it made me upset because it was to the point that they were changing her uniform. They yeah, they, they were her issuing men her men pants because yeah. the woman pants were too provocative, too and that's what she was saying. She was just like, "I have a butt. What do you want from me?" But like, they're just doing so yeah. much to 
to take her and, and make her and mold her to not show any of her femininity or her body or and to be like ashamed of it quote unquote and then you have the men over there sitting there walking around with their firefighter bodies um taking their shirts off and promoting the fire rescue team and that's right and that's fine but women can't do the same and that wasn't even her goal her goal was to to promote fitness and like women being healthy and then that fact that she is also a firefighter and she takes care of her body i follow this page on instagram called she can do both and it's like a lot of like professional women. I saw that picture that you posted yeah, with all the firefighter women. Was that yeah. you? Well, I think I don't know. Did you post that? Was too? it you? Or was it you? I think it was I got one that of off you. Compliment, accomplishments of blacks. It was dope. One of them. But yeah, she could do both, and it's either it shows them in their like uniform, career. Oh, uniform. those black firefighters in yeah. uh, D.C. Yeah. Lord, come on! Uh, I'll take a match to my house tomorrow if all y'all show up. <laughs> Don't play with me. Oh, shit, nah, I need a man. I'm old school. I need a what? Man. I need a man to put out my fire. Are you serious? Oh, I don't trust no oh, woman. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, 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 no woman. You need a man to put out your fire? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. <laughs> But, do, but do they make it does the account make it like sexualize it well it basically shows it does sometimes like sometimes okay. it'll be them in their nurse's outfit and then it'll show them in a bikini or something like okay. that but sometimes it don't sometimes it just show them working out and stuff okay workout is the new sexual life. either way she lost her oh, job yeah. rid- because of ridiculous social media policy and i think it's wrong and sexist and i hope she wins i hope so too for your sake I don't want you to be up here mad at me. I'm going to Montana. <laughs> Har- how many black people are in Montana? Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein is on trial right now, and his victim has been his victims have been given their testimony. Um, just a few highlights from those testimonies. Uh, one woman said um, she was forced to sleep with him, but he reassured her she was good because he had had a He's like, I can shoot the club up on you. There was a restaurant waitress which he pulled into a back room and just started beating off in front of him. Mm. That's a nasty nigga. And um, this was the most disturbing. There was a girl that was invited to a dinner for a movie role, and he fingered her during the me- meeting um, for that. Man, nigga still fingering? Um, he was. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there was also an instance where he invited a young lady up to his room and tried to coerce her into a threesome with him, him and his assistant. Damn, um, the assistant was down. I think it's bullshit, but uh, it was basically uh, trying to get him to fuck. But the the thing that really caught my eye with this because I was listening to NBC News, um, the lawyers cross. Their test, like when they cross-examine these girls, it's it's crazy, and they're basically discrediting these stories mainly because some of these women continued contact with Harvey afterwards, mm. and so just listening to how he spoke to these ladies on the stand, basically asking them. So even after that event, you still thought it was okay to call Mr. Weinstein on this date at this time, and so then you sent X Y Z text to Mr. Weinstein saying this. After this event happened that you claim that yep. uh, was so horrific for you. And it's like, when you hear that shit, it's like, it's almost like watching the Aaron. I, can't, I hate bringing Aaron and Hernandez up again, but it's almost like when they were cross-examining um, the drug dealer. Oh, yeah. And making his testimony not credible in court. 
it's like damn you see why women don't report shit because especially on the rich and powerful because you can afford a cutthroat lawyer lawyer like, like that yeah you make that shit makes it it's all a, the way to court and it just seems like you're full of shit marriage story on netflix um they shows them going through like the divorce proceedings and like they both have high powerful lawyers and they look like killing each just other, going in on each other. Yeah. And, I'm like, and like at first one of the guys um the guy in it he had like a credible lawyer that was like a family lawyer old guy had like a little small operation mm-hmm. and he played the game too <laughs> nice so he had to fire him to get him a cutthroat lawyer Dang. just so he can get back at his wife yo listen watching a lawyer watching as much enough. of this trial like when i was watching the oj shit when i was watching this aaron hernandez shit because old buddy got shot in his face Oh yeah, and the jury forgot all about that when they got cross-examined because he went in on that man like, man, don't like pretty much throw your whole testimony out. It's really frustrating because when it comes to sexual assault or even rape or any of that, it's a form of abuse, and so we have so many situations in this world where you're getting abused by a one person for a long period of time. They're not just being abused one time and then never speaking to them ever again. Like they have to associate themselves with that person. They also might need them in what they're trying to do. They also think that if they say something, they're not going to be able to move on in their career. And it seems like a lot of these women were trying to get into the business so they can't just write him off. But if they have an opportunity to um get him i'm very happy that they're still putting up with this but i think it's wrong for them to say oh they're not traumatized or they're not they they weren't legitly abused or raped just because they kept in contact with that person yeah because that's like being raped by your husband it's oh, still yeah. happened. Yeah, it's still your husband. Still your yeah. husband, but it lot, still too. happened. What you want me to do? Leave this nigga tomorrow? I gotta right. go home. So it's like, what are you gonna do when yeah. they put your husband on trial? They're gonna be like, well, you stayed married to him. It's like, what do you want them to do? So it's it's a really tough situation, and again, that is why women have it the toughest in this world. Very fucking true. Um, I ain't got nothing to say about that. You're right. Yeah, you just stay quiet over there. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, Johnny. Do you have something to say to that? Yeah, she's right. Well, we got okay, tough. all right. I, just I mean, thought I you could, might I have. Could, no, I could. There's no more. There's it. no more bullying in 2020. I could fight against it just to I show heard. another another point, but I ain't gonna do that. No. What? Show I've heard point. two on, weeks about, in a row that Johnny about, says I'm bullying. I'm not bullying. Show, show, show me the other side. What's the other point to that? Because women do have it tough, but what's the other point to it? I mean, everybody has it tough. So all that's, lives do that's matter. That's an all lives matter comment. <laughs> so all lives do matter. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody has it tough. Good to know. I'm going to think I have it tougher than somebody else if I don't know they struggle. Good to know. But just think about a woman that's just as accomplished as you got it 10 times growth. Now we on the same level. Well, she might have to suck some dicks. <laughs> me too. We getting paid oh, the same? Oh, me too. Men out here sucking dick too. Terry Crews. Exactly. <laughs> that nigga. I'm mad at him still. Speaking of, Terry Crews gave an apology to Gabby this week um, on Twitter. Um, like, not even to her face. I don't even want... I'm not going to bring it up and read it, but he did apologize to her. I think the funny part was that D-Way was, like, basically at the end of it, D-Way responded, like, somebody get this man phone. Yeah, didn't he put clown or something? Like, yeah. I think he did a clown emoji. face, yeah. That was the... Re- that's what caught my eye. Not I the black I hate the clown emoji. I'm generalizing here when I say that there is most... A lot of black men that will discredit a black woman if they can, if, it, if something did not happen to them. But why did he feel the need to go? Like, I didn't... All of that wasn't called for. Because he was trying to play both sides and look like... 
look, I'm a black man. Nobody offended me. Nobody upset me. Look, a I'm a big black man. I, he might Somebody be. touched my dick too. Yeah. He kind of right. like Johnny with we too. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. Like, black women didn't question him and supported him when he said that whole thing about him getting groped at a party and being like, me too. I know. Yeah. They didn't be like, oh, this is only for us. This ain't for black men. This ain't for you. They supported him. And then sitting there, Gabrielle Union is having the same issue talking about how what they did in this job to her. And he's like, well, it didn't happen to me. I don't know what job she was working for, but I was at the same place and none of it happened to me. Yeah. Like, bro. Like, what the fuck? Massive yeah, the fuck beat. up. Massa never right. beat me. Massa never beat me. Right. I don't know. Oh, what, man. He, I don't know what you did, but it didn't happen to me. Massa gave me. So I guess you're lying. What's my man name on Django that was in the house? Oh, Samuel L. Jackson's character? Yeah. I don't remember his uh, name. I want to say it's Samson, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but he's the prime example of that. We gonna have that nigga in this house, and we gonna have to goddamn so, burn them sheets when he leaves. Right, and so he apologized, and it was just like very much like you knew you had to apologize so you could have some sort of credit back. But the damage has already been done. Like you literally discredited somebody that you personally know, and also she is a black woman dealing with issues of that are gender based and racially based. And you're not going to sit there and support her in any way, shape, yeah. or form? Exactly. I, Whether I, I, it happened to you or not. You got to remember. Woman supported her more than Terry did. Exactly. You got to remember who, stu- who stuck up for you when you was getting clowned in the news. Like, women was like, yo, don't do that man like that. Don't do him like that. Like, everybody. Hell. And that's what, even, that's what he said at the end. He was like, well, I need to take my own advice. Because he told Kevin Hart that he needs to be more empathetic to other people. Yeah, he did. That's, I think that's how he started, right? Yeah. yeah. And so then you're going to sit there and, and say stuff about Gabby. It's like, no. Steven. We're coming for you. Steven. That was his name. Steven. His name was Steven? Yeah, his yeah. name was Steven. Wow. They gave him like the Who that nigga name. on that night? They should have named him Josh. I like Steven. Not the character. The name? But I like the name for him, <laughs> okay. the character. Steven, anyway, Steven Cruz, ran straight to don't accept your apology. Shot. You need to do something else to fix this. Mm, there's nothing you can do to fix it. You showed your hand. Just walk, walk, walk hope that hopefully those white people at your new job protect you, homie. Speaking oh. of Django, how does a white man create the realest slave movie ever? That's my issue with Quentin Tarantino <laughs> from the jump because he wrote the script and he put all those niggas in there. Shit, he did, uh, come on. I could answer that. I'm not, but you're not gonna answer. Because he did the hateful eight. Yeah, he did hateful eight too. Anything. And didn't he say a lot of n words in that one too? Yeah. But he, he likes, loves the n word. He's obsessed with it. But he is. He is. They used it a lot back then. And Van Lathan does lying. not like him. Spike Lee don't like him either. Yeah. Well, Spike write a good ass. Mo- them movies be good. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he, them fucking best movies. One be of the good. best directors of our time. He got but one more is movie is the movie good because he directed it or who was in the movie? I think he did because Jamie does a good job. made that movie. He did, but he, if that hold was on, the only good on. movie, well, we could scroll that. back to Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like uh, Foxy true. Brown. True, them true. shits was good. Yeah, all the uh, okay. Kill Bill. Kill Bill eight. was excellent. Okay. I, you got the one that just came out with uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I haven't seen it. Is he invited to the cookout? No, it no, hell no, nigga. Weird. So, so wait, so he's making, <laughs> he made an epic black movie, but he is not allowed to the cookout. I fuck with your content, my nigga. Yeah. But you can't come over. So you. we go show on the big screen at the cookout. <laughs> Django Unchained. Django Unchained. We but Quentin Tarantino can't come. No, that's interesting. Okay, carry Django on. was like one of the realest black superheroes before Black Panther. <laughs> it was he the best, the best. <laughs> you mean get paid to kill white people? That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's freedom papers and everything. Mm, okay. mm, mm, mm. I love some Django. Uh, 
Barbie has a UK collection that is all inclusive, not when it comes to race, but when it comes to uh, different things on the, is diaspora a good word? That's diaspora is a great word. Ah, so you got like the cancer patient Barbie, right? Um, she's She's got like a bald head. I hope, I hope that one comes with wigs. You got one with Vitilago. You got one in a wheelchair. And basically just, you know, for these kids, not every kid is 100%. I work they with They want kids, Barbie so. to be more diverse First. and more relatable. And so you got, you know, you see, you can see yourself in Barbie. Uh, I remember growing up, you've rarely seen a black Barbie. Which is so, so interesting because, yeah, I spent my entire life playing with white Barbies. And I really wasn't fully affected by it. I think maybe when I got older, I realized, hey, I didn't have a lot of toys that look like me mm-hmm. but i think now it's more important in our society it today is. we've evolved to where it's super important to see us i think i came out okay being able to only have like white dolls but i think it's because how i was raised and what i was surrounded and by. at that time you're not gonna get a lot of black dolls there were black dolls no. available but what was the likelihood you was gonna run across from the walmart yeah. and it was so crazy because and i have a cabbage patch black. doll emily to this day she is a white girl with uh, brunette hair I think my mother made sure not to give me a blonde. I think she wanted to give me a brunette. But, like, I love Emily, but I think there were black Cabbage Patch dolls out there, but I don't think my mother, like, They hard to come one. by. Yeah, they exactly. And that doll was popular Because Nicole then. has one. Nicole yeah. has and a black one. the internet, one. it's easier to find things. You can or just order it. Yeah. Um, can't just go but to your local I, Walmart back in the day and find a black Barbie, but now you can go on Amazon and find one. They got the Ava DuVernay on there now. Yes, and they're doing a lot more of that, but I also think that because they're doing it in the UK, I think they want to see how well it goes, but it's actually, it really should be in the in the United States. But then I just feel like the United States, we always take stuff and we like, we just dilute it too much to the point where now it's like not purposeful because then we're going to run into the like, well, where are the, the trans Barbies and yeah. where are the... Everybody got to be included in America. The twink Barbies and everybody needs to be included. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't, I but I just Cardi think it's B, like, dog. it dilutes everything. Where's BBW Barbie? They, they did that. do a Barbie that was but heavier, not that they got but like, not... Uh, Ashley Graham size. Yeah, like she's heavier, but she's not like... Yeah, she'll so Ashley Graham don't... You want to see the Barbie with the sloppy good? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm just saying, a bigger like you Barbie. You just want a thicker? They do have thicker ones. Yeah, honestly, man, you can't like thicker people can't control where shit goes. <laughs> you <laughs> well, just can't. Statement. Like, I like Ashley Graham lucked up. She's built. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's women her size. She works hard to keep her size. It's women her height, her size, her weight that ain't that didn't get they didn't get proportions like that. That's very true. They got the thick gut. Yeah, you can't. You, like I say, you can't control where that shit goes. You don't know. You know, it's like gaining weight. They say men are gonna gain weight in their stomach, women gaining in their thighs. But a lot of times, you look at some women and they get shit in their thighs and everything. Or in their, their arms. Or their arms. Or their arms. Yeah. So I mean, she got lucky. I don't want her to be the standard for my BBW doll. No. Interesting. But you want your BBW doll to look? You want a gut? Yeah, have a little gut. That's it ain't gotta be. I want a little it cellulosis be crazy. on my BBW. Please dog. stop saying yeah. cellulosis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of cellulosis. Oh I want the back of my uh, Barbie doll button like a golf ball. This is defeating the purpose of these dolls. These dolls are for lice. girls to play make believe in. Let me oh, say golf girls ball. in general. Yeah. Dimples. I know boys Got also you. play with Barbies. But it's just supposed to be for make believe. Like, it doesn't Listen, need to be this whole elaborate one thing. One time yeah. I was playing, every time I played with Barbie, it was because my mom was visiting the lady that had a daughter. And it was a way to get in there. It was like, all right, she'll all leave right. us in this room by ourselves. You don't need I'm that gonna, anymore, I'm you bring nasty. bring my Power Ranger through. You're going to bring that Barbie through. We're about to make some babies, baby. I, I used to pretend it Ew. and see if I could actually reenact it. But my childhood was fucked up, so. 
So diverse Barbies, <laughs> they're trying it out in the UK. Maybe it'll come to the United States. All right, man. Pastor Choi is viral this week. PT Crows. Where is Antonio Brown? For those Brown? who don't because know who Pastor Choi is, I want to throw gummy dicks at him. Where's I don't Antonio, know where Antonio Brown? Gummy dicks. Antonio or Pastor Troy? No, Antonio Brown. He got arrested because he was throwing gummy dicks at his uh yeah, at the cops and his yeah. baby mama. Something wrong with that nigga. <laughs> anyway, Pastor Troy. He needs to have uh, gummy Pastor dicks. Pastor Joy took the Instagram after Lil Nas X uh was was performed on the Grammys. Um to let y'all know how he felt. Now nobody asked Pastor Troy. Pastor Troy just was like, fuck it. Let the world know how I feel. And maybe they'll go stream my shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people's like, who is this? Let me go Google him. Let me go stream his shit. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know who Pastor Troy is, he's a pioneer in Southern rap. So I got a lot of respect for Pastor Troy. Love Pastor Troy. Um, Welp, guess I won't be winning a Grammy. I don't think you were ever going to win a Grammy. <laughs> I didn't even know like, you had a new album. He tried a, it. If you didn't get a Grammy when Little John was getting Grammys and you was on his shit... Yeah, our Timberland. Yeah, your time is past. past. But anyway, which, you know, I'm not going to speak harsh on the pastor because he comes to Charlotte a lot. <laughs> yes. If this what I got to wear, so basically saying I won't be winning the Grammy if this is what I got to wear. They love to push this shit on our kids, which what I what I asked you a couple weeks ago. How are they pushing this shit on our kids? But we'll get there. Um, the other day at Applebee's, I had some punks kissing and laughing eating mozzarella sticks. How did they go to Applebee's? That's, That's my I, first My part. whole thing was all about the Applebee's. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in Applebee's? And how did they make it into this story? <laughs> anyway, first thing my 14-year-old son said was faggot-ass Applebee's, I guess, or faggot Applebee's. It's not fuck Applebee's. I thought it was fuck Applebee's. Was it? I thought it was faggot because they bleeped it out. They could have just put fuck. But no disrespect. I thought that's Either what he said. Way. So fuck Applebee's. And it brought joy to my heart. But if it's fuck Applebee's, why are you mad at Applebee's? Because they let these niggas come in and eat? That's exactly why. <laughs> Is he serious? Yes. Bro, the niggas gotta eat. <laughs> Not here. Why are you going to fuck oh Applebee's? Oh my god. <laughs> He's still on this. Why's Troy at Applebee's? Because he is broke, and that is all he's got now. Well, my kids like Applebee's. I take them to Applebee's. Well, Pastor Troy say it brought joy to his heart. Take him Nothing to, there. Take him to Friday's. He sees it, his son. He sees their agenda, agenda to take the masculinity from men, black men especially, which I'm going to ask you more questions about that. Some may say he making money. RuPaul too, too. But I ain't bumping the CD. Integrity is priceless. True. Integrity is priceless. Um, y'all better open your third eye and let your sons know what is real or they ass gonna be headed down that old town road for real. That was a bar. Oh, I see what he did there. I see what he did there. Um, <laughs> first of all, I asked you this a few weeks ago. You say pushing the agenda. But when you say push the agenda to the kids, how is it that they are able to push something on a kid that's not theirs, I say? Oh, that's when you let your kids get raised by TV, though. Okay, thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. Because when I hear people say they're pushing this or they're trying to get niggas in dresses, I always say, well, Martin Lawrence had to, like, say, yeah, I'll wear the dress. Nope. Like, he didn't have to wear the dress. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like grown-ups make decisions. Yeah. I feel like when you get to Hollywood and they put your integrity on the line and they're asking you to, hey, 
you know, do something you would never think to do for a buck. I think it's at that moment where you you got to be true to yourself or sell out for a dollar. And if that's not something you want to do, I don't feel like that's something that they're making us do. But I do feel like it's an image they're going to show a lot of. But it's an insecurity to think that because your son is seeing gay men or gay boys or whatever living their lives he thinks that that is going to make his son gay he is hugely mistaken yes yes. and that's what bothers me is the fact that he is teaching his son that you shouldn't see it look at it um talk about it and you live in atlanta right you shouldn't be around it at all because it might make you gay so like that's upsetting and it also it also sends out the way you feel about something sends out the wrong message to a kid. Yeah. Kids take message like when a parent doesn't like something, a kid takes that message to the tenth degree. Mm-hmm. So you might like not like gay people in the realm of, yo, I don't fuck with that shit. He takes it to school and he might actually beat up a gay kid. Yes. Because he doesn't understand it's something that you just don't bother with or allowing your in your world. And that's learned. But he's hate. not. Yeah. So that's how that happens. And I hate to say it, it happens with race. You, your parents may not like not like black people, but at the same time, that might cause you to go to school and feel like it's your right to bully black people yes. and make them feel unwanted. And Pastor Troy feels like there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. But fuck Applebee's because them niggas chose Applebee's to get their cheese sticks that day uh, for their date? Fuck Applebee's because that shit fuck your stomach up. <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah, not because these niggas is here eating cheese sticks. He, yeah. Like fuck. to the point where he specifically had to tell us what they were doing and eating. Yeah. They were eating mozzarella well, sticks. Who cares? And that's 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 but why are you going to let somebody ruin your vibes? Yes. <laughs> like they, they were minding their own business. Eating those frozen you literally said fuck sticks. Applebee's. Cheese like your sticks. day is that blown? Yeah, it's like fuck, I just saw some gay guys kissing. And then brought Lil Nas X into it. Yeah. And Lil Nas X kind of clapped back. Uh, once again. Which he can. He I has still the don't right believe too. that little boy gay. Y'all know that. I think he gay as hell. I don't Really? Know. I still don't believe he gay. The, I didn't think he was at first, but now that I see him, he's But what he's does more it mean to be open. gay? What does it look like? I just don't think he is. Because he's not, like, quote unquote, flaming? Uh, and he's not, a, quote unquote, fruity? Okay, I'll put it to you like this. If the White House right. said he was gay, I wouldn't question I wouldn't question for some reason, I just wouldn't question. It's certain people I wouldn't question it. Dwight Howard, I wouldn't question him. If Javel Javel McGee came out but tomorrow, but that's the whole issue. <laughs> that's the whole issue in itself. But what does about, gay look like? It's not a look. It's just something about Lil Nas. Apparently, X5. it is. If Lil Nas X doesn't look gay, no, he just. I just don't think he's gay. I say I don't think he's I don't gay. No man, he doesn't demean women in his music, so he probably is. He probably is gay. <laughs> but that don't make you straight or gay. Demeaning women. Daddy's <laughs> just trying to be a jerk. <laughs> I just don't think he is. I, I don't know. It's not about his look. Because I, he I'm has assuming the, that he, you we, won't believe him until look. he shows up with a boyfriend and kisses him on the red carpet. Is that what's going to take for you? I, I thought that. I thought that, too. And I'm like, mm, because I don't be believing Tyler gay. Because Jaden Smith be doing I the whole, Tyler that's my boyfriend shit. No, I think he is. I think he be playing. See, that's the thing. I think Tyler is very fluid with his sexuality. That's Wait. like if Charlamagne finally says, all right, y'all, I'm gay. I'm like, no, nah, you ain't. Why? And I think I that think that's because you have a lot of preconceived notions about people that blocks you from just accepting that they don't necessarily look like who they are. For example, if I told y'all that I was a lesbian. You're not lesbian. Exactly. I because of it. what you know about me from my past. Shit. Like, past like, times. Oh, what a, she was what about this whole... Wow, Johnny. Okay. 
Uh, no, 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 no. But if, what about this if whole If I did time? not know you, I would be like, mm, she's not looking. You'd be surprised. It's interesting because, like, some people, you just can't look at them and know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if I was just doing my, like, if you were to come out and tell me that, I'm like, I don't know. Okay. And if I could see you do some gay shit, I'd be like, ah, that don't mean nothing. Wow. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Nor well, do I care that much. Either <laughs> way, the fact that, like, Lil Nas X has become this poster child for, like, like young adults we don't want our sons to be like Lil Nas X. That's a lot of pressure for some guy who just wanted to make music and happened to make a song that's annoying as fuck but catchy at the same time. Yeah. Like, he literally is just living his life. Last year, last this time, last year on Twitter, he was like, I'm gonna put out a song. Yeah. And, and then, blew up, and blew up. World. And, and now he's gay. Now he walks into a Papa John's. Now he walks into a Papa John's, and you're like, "Fuck Papa John's, man!" It's yeah, bullshit. right. <laughs> so I think that whole thing is. <laughs> he really said these niggas was eating cheese sticks. Bro, did you want to holler? Like, Pastor <laughs> Troy is a terrible person, and until he changes his he mindset, to go to Chili's. That's I'm where all afraid. the heterosexuals eat at. What Chili's? That's where all the heterosexuals eat at. <laughs> Fuck Chili's. Moving on. <laughs> um. That's about all I had. Uh, I don't know if y'all seen Popeyes did a remix on the Ivy Park collection. They were selling gear this week. I thought it was actually hilarious. I thought it was cute too. The photo people shoot was bought dope. the stuff, but people went online and they bought some Popeyes gear. No um, shout out to Popeyes, Popeyes logo. I'm not doing it. It kept popping up on my and Twitter, Google? and I kept thinking, I was like, "Is this real?" I was like, "Is this real?" Yeah, it was. It I can't was. believe it's real. I was confused at first, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is real." Um, Google's Black History Month commercial uh, was was talked about this week. Um, Johnny, I saw it. It was uh, it's pretty cool. So it's like um, it's a whole bunch of images, and it says like the most Google, the most searched um, performance, and it's Beyonce Coachella performance, the most perf- most um, searched movement, and it's Martin Luther King's movement in the civil, civil, civil rights as yeah. a whole. Um, and then it says the most searched athlete and it's LeBron James so it's just saying how cool black people are all the things we've accomplished and uh, everybody be checking for us pretty much uh, well, the irony of that I didn't need Google to tell me that in the commercial right the irony of that that sat with me and I that's just because you know me I'm always going to sit in there and deep thinker, think deeper about it is the fact that like all of the stuff that was like most searched was very much the pinnacle of those certain points or those certain topics. There's so many people underneath all of those that people don't know about. So yes, the civil rights movement was the most searched movement, but there's so many parts to it, but people can really only remember what two parts, Rosa Parks, Dr. Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. the most, um, search speech was his I have a dream speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many other people that were influential in so that civil rights movement. <laughs> no, because oh, no, it's probably going to be some white person. But I'm trying to say that like, I think that they should have found a way to push it to not only say, hey, this is like how big and how epic black people are in our world and our society, but also find a way to like, promote the little ones like we don't know about a lot of stuff like for example my kids they are getting ready to do a black history month project but i've made it to where they can't just do their favorite 
athlete, singer, whatever. They have to find somebody specifically. It has to fall under STEM. It has to fall under science, technology, engineering, or mathematics. Mm. So it's causing them to research and find other people that might not necessarily be talked about as much but are still very important in our black history and black culture. Because otherwise, everybody's going to want to do Kobe Bryant for obvious reasons. Last year, I had like 17 Cam Newtons. I had a bunch of uh, Beyonce's. I had a Maya Angelou. And I had like a Jackie Robinson. I didn't have anybody where it's like, you didn't already know about them. Hank Aaron, baby. Nobody did Hank Aaron. But that's what I'm saying. It's Jackie Robinson. Nobody did Ava DuVernay. So that's what I'm saying. I want to push that. And I think Google needs to come out with another commercial. Now that you've said, hey, look how awesome black people are. Let's let's also celebrate other people that you might not know about. Maybe I was too excited about. I will it. say this. I'm uh, sorry. I wasn't trying to take away the excitement. I'm just saying that like, I hate that we literally have like eight people that represent Black history. I, I will say that this, like though, really bothers me. You got a real. I will say this: Black, white, whatever your race is. I feel like this this month is the most important month of all the months we celebrate because without this month, without our culture, you don't have American culture. You don't. You, you don't have anything not. that you enjoy today. You don't have it because you could have a TV, but what you going to watch on that motherfucker if we not on it? You can have music, <laughs> but what you going to listen to if we not making it? <laughs> so, I mean, and, that, and I'm not saying that to be prejudiced by any no. means. Like Everybody we loves Raymond. What, you, what I need the world to realize is this month is important because we run shit. And it's day in and day out. And you don't have half the shit that you enjoy if we're not a part of it. You don't even have a country if we're not a part of it. And that's the thing. I feel like if they're able to celebrate all those things that people didn't know were invented by black people or started by black people or created by black people, I think people will still be walking around living, oh, well, black people have only really had important a couple important people. It's only Ruby Bridges and Rosa Parks and Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X at some point. Y'all think Muhammad white Ali. people wrote the Constitution physically? Nah, it was a nigga writing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. So, Johnny, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take the wind out of your sails. Yeah, no, I, mean, I just... I thought it was a good... Comm- I no, thought it was great, but I also point. remember that Google's run by white people, and they were just like, let's give it to them. See, I thought a black person did this commercial. There might no. have been a black person in the room. Yeah, one. Because I, I can tell you that, that the I Have a Dream speech is researched because... Children are required to either learn it or they do a report on it or they analyze it. Not necessarily because these children are genuinely interested and want to look it up. Yeah, but what speech are they interested in? None. Children? Yeah, none. So we can't use that as an That's excuse. very true. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm not going to say they're interested in it, but this Martin Luther King in this country is a part of your curriculum. But what's not a part of your curriculum is, is everything else. Is everything else about black people? Because yeah. literally, that's, we I think that, that's, that's the point, it. though. But why would you Google that if you don't know anything about it? Because it's a part of your cu- curriculum. So if if majority of Americans, no, this I'm saying, person, why would you Google oh, something besides about, that? Yeah, but, you but won't. if majority of Americans are getting the education in this society, yeah. Doesn't Michael Max have a speech that he made in front of some he people? Got a few. He got the uh, the ballot and the bullet. Don't nobody want to hear it. I've never heard it. They don't want you to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've never heard it. I've probably, never but thought But that's because you got to do research. But if it's if the school's only teaching you Martin Luther King, that's gonna be the only thing you Google. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. So therefore, it's get, of course it's the top. Yeah, Google. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a part so of nothing. To, that's why I say it's okay for them to put that there if it really is the most. Google oh yeah, speech. no, no, no. I wasn't taking it away from that. No, I'm no, just no, taking no, it away true, from what we only focus on. So every it's just sad. It's 
this this is what we are. Yes. Sometimes we are only focused it's on like, Rosa damn, Parks. We are just us, Martin Luther King, Ruby Bridges, Harriet Tubman. School system that failed us. Hold on, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're not teaching our kids better. It's just that when you see that, it's like mm-hmm. we still are just that in America for everybody that's not. That us. is how America sees us. That's how America sees us. Five people. We know what's up in our households, in our homes, with our parents and what we teach ourselves. Um, But yeah, that's just how America sees Speaking of black shit and, and I'll move on. Yeah, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I was watching um, uh, uh, Sex Education and the white girl goes over to, to the white girls in the band with the black guy in the uh, TV show. And the black guy um, is gay. And this is important to what I'm about to tell you. So they go upstairs and she's supposed to be helping him out with his schoolwork. Well, his band work and he's like practicing. So he turns around her titties out and he's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? She was like, I want to have sex. And he was like, no, I'm gay. She was like, really? Can you just pretend I'm a guy? And she was like, he was like, no, put your shirt on. (laughs) And so she's like mad because she can't get laid. And so she's looking around his room and on his wall is black Jesus. And she said, hey, why is your Jesus black? He was like, well, I mean, of course he was brown, but I mean, he could be anything, but that's black Jesus. She was like, damn, she's getting turned on. She's like, damn, I really like your black Jesus. He's got muscles. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you got to watch it, man. I don't know. That whole conversation made me think about black Jesus. It's a funny show. Black Jesus had a chest and everything. All right, man, we're going to dive into Miss Nikki's corner, man. Um, I left a few things out, but we could just talk about them at another time. Okay. Um, let me see where we at. Damn, can I get sounds? The movies on corner still fucking with holes of me. Comet had a really nice suit on at the Grammys. That purple one? No, he had a red one, and oh. then he had a green one when they performed at the end. Okay, so um, I felt like amongst the whole week of just kind of having Kobe on the brain, I kind of wanted to do something that was a little bit focused because everybody was talking about how amazing he was and all the things that he's done. And me being somebody who was never the biggest Kobe fan, I mean, I did like him at one point, but... I've always been a LeBron fan from jump, but Kobe, he's kind of amazing in his mindset. I don't think that people focus a lot on his mindset and how he operates his life rather than just like his talent. Um, And so over the last couple of years, people have interviewed him and asked him questions about um, what makes him so successful. So um, we've developed over time and collaborated he's 10 rules for success um to apply to your life i think some people have adjusted some of them i think some people have only have seven in their list but i found one that was 10 and i liked everything that was on the list so i'm going to go over some of them that i really just kind of stuck out and i wanted to ask you guys kind of questions that maybe deal with maybe how you can apply it to your life um the first one is make sacrifices Kobe always talked about having to make sacrifices as far as with his family and his friends and things that he wanted to do, but he did this instead, especially all geared towards basketball. I was going to ask, do you guys think that maybe black people make a lot more sacrifices than necessary when it comes to going towards their dreams? Hmm. Do you think that that maybe they kind of take it too much and just throw everything away and just focus on one thing? Or do you think that's necessary? 
I think that's necessary for all races of people, not just black people. Okay. I think if you got a dream, it, it requires an immense amount of focus if you want to be the best at it. Um, I think when we talk about basketball and the sport of basketball, just in, in that aspect, it's going to require a lot of time and focus to be better than the next person. Um, and if you want to be great, it's going to require a obsessive amount of time. But even for people who... Uh, take on things like going back to school and things of that nature it it, it does take on a good a, t- a good toll it takes on a good toll of your time if you want to you know shine in your academic field and and not just be mediocre uh to get to the next level so it's going to require some time so focus and attention yeah okay yeah i feel the same way i feel like you, if you if you want to accomplish something you have to sacrifice <clears throat> for it I don't think black people have to sacrifice more. I think they're just kind of with anything. I think it might be a little bit harder to get to a certain point for a black person, but uh, to be the best or to be as Kobe was, you know, to be on that Kobe's mentality, mm-hmm. uh, I think you do have to give up something. And it could be for a short period of time, but it's just to get to your goal. Yeah. Um, number two on his list is one move at a time, meaning that you can always think about the end result and where you want to go but there is something very sequential and things in between that you need to accomplish before you can get to your big goal um is there something or do you agree with that i would say yeah is there times where you feel like you might be able to skip those steps or do you think that you really do need to Nah. nah i feel like long-term goals are good to have but you got to have your process to get to that long-term mm-hmm. goal and i think sometimes that's what causes people to quit because they don't fall in love with the process. Mm. And, and I'm glad that you said that. Cause the first thing that I think of is like the whole getting fit yeah. or like getting healthy and like losing weight or even just whatever you're trying to do because you start it. And then like a week later you're like, I don't have an ab. I don't have yeah, abs. Yeah. what's happening, but you're, you're skipping all of the other little steps and things like that. So that's what made me think um, of that aspect. Is there anything else that's a good example of, knowing that you need to only take it one move at a time. I think it's, I think you did it right with like getting in shape, getting fit. If you're trying to get out of debt or something like that. So what are some of the sequential things that you'd probably have to do in order to get out of debt? Probably. First you got to look at your debt, see look at your debt, see what you owe. Um, and then you got to sit down somewhere and figure out how you're going to work towards the goal of getting that shit paid that off. True. Are you going to take it? Then how are you going to manage your credit from here on out? To keep your score where you need to keep your score at. Yep. Um, you got to come true. up with a plan. You need a plan for that. It's step by step plan. Yeah, you just can't get you your paycheck. You just can't just dive in it. <laughs> then, then Here you like, go. Yeah, where'd my money right, go? Uh, where my 750? <laughs> no. Very true. Okay. Um, the next one is, and I'm just going to skip through a couple and, and focus on the big ones, is using your scars as a weapon. Um I think we as people and even just us in general, just here, we have some things that have kind of not gone right in our life and not necessarily have been um, the best decisions or the outcomes that we've wanted haven't happened. Um, Using those and applying them to what we're trying to work towards and move towards, I think is very important because um, Kobe was talking about how... um, not necessarily being able to win all the time and kind of taking that that anger or frustration of of losing and using it as a weapon for next time like knowing what exactly being able to pinpoint that was that kind of 
had it not have the outcome you wanted apply it to next time to kind of come back even stronger failure is the best teacher right failure in in that sense um i was gonna ask if you got do you guys feel that is there anything in your life particularly that sticks out that has kind of been pushing you right now for your goals because i know both of you have very i guess different goals and maybe long-term things that you're trying to accomplish right now but do you think there's anything particular that is you're taking from your past that is pushing you now yeah you know i saw some old pictures of me the other day i was fat as hell (laughs) holding my babies and i was like yo i wasn't the right kind of dad for them at that point in my life oh okay and uh sometimes it's good to reflect and look back at stuff like that because he's like damn i didn't came a long way just as far as my relationship with them my relationship with a mom my relationship with myself i didn't came a long way from that guy that was in that picture that's that's dope that's what's up that's i don't like that dope. you said that you were fat in those pictures okay. because i don't think you that you were fat, fat shame myself i don't want you to fat i was fat me and my baby both had a belly <laughs> 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 tell me what about you fat is not indicative of not attractive though or not I was an ugly nigga too oh my god <laughs> i wanted to spit on myself <laughs> jesus <laughs> Yo, why would you do that to you? You're so <laughs> ridiculous. Why would you do you like that? <laughs> that ain't me no more. That's the old me. I'm That's gonna, good. I wish I could go back and spit on that guy. And like, pick yourself off the ground, you lazy piece of Is shit. Is there anything particular for you, <laughs> gentlemen? Uh, ah, shit. Ask the question again. Not... <laughs> Ask the question. Is there anything particularly in your past as far as a considered as a scar that you use now to motivate you and push you to um, getting to your goals and dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I use that. But I use that in every aspect. I always want to be uh, – every day I strive to be better. So just being the best version of me, like always get better. That's it. I've, I've seen what happens if you get better. So you got to – you got to keep getting better no matter what. So every every scar I've ever taken is 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 nothing but motivation to be better. Like come out on top. So failure for me is usually never an option. Okay. Um another one that I really loved was don't be afraid of confrontation. Um and when I was looking at the the video on the interview that Kobe was talking about, he was saying that you kind of cannot just go around wanting to please everybody and also kind of just not wanting to go against the grain. You need to be able to be upfront about things. And sometimes you're going to be in situations where you need to have an alternate view, an alternate um, voice and kind of be able to be confrontational. And Johnny, it made me think of you because I know that you're a person who doesn't like confrontation. You don't necessarily like to have people kind of be, um, unsettled or even mad, but sometimes situations call for you to have a stance and that stance might not be what everyone agrees upon. So I really liked that. But in order to be successful, you are going to have to be able to handle straight on those situations where you're going to have to confront somebody if they're not doing something that you need them to do. So I, I, I thought that yep. applied. It's a tough thing, too, because you go through it in your head. It's like, all right, how am I going to talk to this person about this? And you go through all these different com- conversations in your head on how you think it's going to go down, and it goes nothing like any of those conversations. Oh, never then you're stuck. You're like, fuck, I thought, I, was, I thought you was going to snap on me about this, or I thought you was going to be happy about this. 
and then you stuck in a whole nother scenario that you didn't even go through in your head. Do you think confrontation is easier in person or do you think it's um, better through a different um, type of correspondence? I think uh, getting it done in person is the best option, but I also think it depends on who you're going against. Because some people don't let shit go. Mm. <laughs> you like, fuck, I just got, I'm just... See, <laughs> I tend to be an emotional person, so I don't necessarily like to do confrontation in person because it's hard for me to collect my thoughts yeah. and then my emotion will like um like weigh on how I really feel. And so even though like I might feel one way, you're seeing my emotion say another thing. Yeah. So I'm very good at like I want to write everything down and I want to be able to think about how I'm going to say it. So that way if I know the person that I'm either confronting or the situation I'm confronting, I know how to approach it with my words. So if I know I need to be a little bit more like straightforward, I can do that. But if I need to like say it in a way that's a little bit nicer, then I can do that too. I can't talk more than 10 minutes about something. Like, <laughs> uh, something like that. If I, if I go over it. Yeah, if I go over the 10 minutes, I'm like, I got my point across. 10 Fuck minutes. It. That's how I feel. Like if I, after I get my point across and I feel like the other person, either they don't agree or they said they point and I'm not going to agree with their point, I don't see any more... I don't. I don't want to put any more energy towards it. So if we're trying to argue like a contract or something, yeah, you gonna give me ten minutes, exactly. and if I'm still not giving you what you want, what's gonna happen? If we can't, are you gonna concede? If we both can't move, then it's just not gonna happen. I'm so ha- it looks I'm like okay you ain't getting your away. contract. I'm okay with walking away. Wow. Okay. Interesting, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, just <clears throat> conflict. Conflict is good. You gotta say what's on. You gotta say what you need to communicate, and. It's not always going to be received greatly, but at the end of the day, I think the main message is I'm not telling you this to be rude. I'm not telling you this to be mean. I'm telling you this because this is what gets us where we're trying to go. If you're trying to, if you're not trying to go there, then I'm wasting my air right now. And that's, Mm. that's, that's my, that's my philosophy here. That's my philosophy. Even at work, I'm very direct. With people who quote unquote you guess I guess you now they're under me, but I don't mind telling them what's up um as far as it goes now, I do let a lot of things roll because everything don't need a conversation mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get better with just speaking about everything because even though I let things roll, I don't let things go, so when it comes back up by the time we had a conversation, it might be ten times worse than it would be if we just talked about it in the first place. Like I've had a conflicts with my manager at work because we're, we both want the same thing as far as a process, but her way and going about asking me about the process, I didn't think was the best, but I didn't want to, um, I didn't see it. I didn't see a reason to correct her in her manner on how she was speaking at the, at, at the, the given times we were having these conversations. So I kind of let it roll. Which is not good because when it's time for me to confront you, then I'm confronting Then you showed that you didn't have a problem before. No, now I'm confronting you. So the confrontation with my manager kind of just went like, yo, don't talk to me like that. Mm. Where it could originally just went like, hey, let me talk to you, man. When you speak to me, da 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 Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, when you got something you're trying to get accomplished, you got to communicate. You got to get that goal. You got to get that. You got to have those uncomfortable conversations. I just don't like this just to last forever. Like some people just don't get your point and they ain't going to listen to you until you get their point. So now I'm like, what's the point of us talking? Well, in a sense, it is having uncomfortable conversations as far as like, you know, in business yeah. and in goals. You know what I'm saying? You, you step in the gym and you say, 
you got to you got to go to X Y Z. You say, well, Jamal, I don't feel like yesterday's exercise was blah 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 blah. You know, I feel like we should be doing something else. Then you know, he takes the turn to speak. I said, but I, and I understand that. But under, uh, for me to get here, I need this. So I need you to give me that. And you know, that's the kind of conversation that you might not have wanted to have, but you you're having it because you got somewhere you're trying to get. He you feel like he's not getting you there, so you got to have a conversation, so y'all could meet in the middle. And y'all should meet in the middle. Anybody who's not meeting you in the middle, when you two are working towards the same thing, may not be working towards the same thing. And that's when I back out. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and, and 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 you're right to back out because also, too, you got to deal with, with some people, you got to deal with their pride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it may not be that you're right or wrong or anything, but you have to fight against somebody's pride of not being able to let things go. Not being able to say, you know what, Johnny? I see it. I, I got you. I see what you're saying. So, okay. But it, in order to be successful, you got to have those conversations. Um, some other ones that were on here were trust your skills, uh, focus on each day, um, be competitive even when it's hard, mm. uh, compete with yourself, thrive on being an outsider. But the last one I wanted to talk about that I really liked because I tried to apply it to what's going on now is just keep going. And the example that Kobe used was definitely like, even if things are not going your way to not just give up and his specific example. And I don't know when this, this um, interview was because it seemed like it was a shot at all those people who do. Um, but he mentioned specifically about leaving the Lakers to go chase a championship. And he was very much like, I I never wanted to do that. I knew that this is the team that I wanted to be with. I was never going to give up on them and go and, and, and ask for a trade to go to another team just so I can get my championships. He stayed with the Lakers and ended up pushing out till he got what what he was setting as a goal. Um, and I and I thought of all the other players that we know that have left to go to get championships other places. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like I think – I don't want to say millennials, but I also think that people in our time right now, we're very quick to give up. I think when stuff gets hard, they give up and then they just like change and do something different. And they just keep changing and keep finding and doing different things until it something does work out for them. Do you think that that's the, the right mentality to have? Or do you think it's better to go with what Kobe's saying, which is to kind of just stick it out until it eventually works out? I think, uh, I mean, I like Kobe's, I like Kobe's better. Okay. Uh, but sometimes, I guess I can see it from both angles, because we live in a society where you can move on, like especially if it comes to like a career or something yeah. like that. It's like I don't have to stay with this job because there's another opportunity at this job that I can make more money at and have a higher position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think maybe it's like more on a personal thing, like something that you're going for yourself. Like if you're trying to be a lawyer or something like that, mm-hmm. don't give up on that. Keep going on that. But I don't. I think it's okay to leave now. Okay. Certain situations. So it's okay for you to change it if it's something that's gonna. Yeah. If it helps your goal. Okay. Like if your goal is to win a championship, maybe it's okay to leave the team. Yeah. Maybe I think that might have to do more with pride. Like I'm gonna win a championship, but I'm gonna win it with these guys. Okay. And that might be his pride to win it with this guy. Because I'm guys. seeing that now with more with kids, like especially like in my classroom and just how they're being raised is when stuff gets hard, they just shut down. And they're just waiting for you to give them something else, something easier, something 
to help them something but they are not wanting to push it out and like show grit and like get through it and figure it out on their own to eventually get there like we always talk about yet like you don't know this yet I think people are afraid of failure are they f- afraid to look stupid or something like that yeah our parents used to uh uh i know older folks older than me used to always tell me like you don't know what it's like to actually work for something mm-hmm. and these kids don't know what it's like to actually work for something because i feel like we've gotten away from we, we like people this generation, my generation, they raise their kids different. Even some of the moms from my mom's generation, like you raise your kids different. They don't know what it's like to work for shit. Now Especially it's when like, it gets hard. It's I just look, like leave it. I look at girls I grew up with who have kids, and they give them everything with minimal work. Mm-hmm. I remember working to get like a toy that I really wanted, and I had to put in. I had to come up with a way I was going to get that toy, get my mom to buy me that toy. She didn't just give me shit. I had a responsibility chart in the kitchen in our hall. We probably still have it at my mom's house. And for every day I was responsible, I got a star. And when I got a certain amount of stars, I could go get what I was working towards. So I don't think these kids understand what it, what, what, what work is, what, what it means to work for something. Because after you put that work in to achieve something, Whatever it is you're trying to achieve, it makes it oh so valuable. Like, I had my homeboy tell me a long time ago. He was like, I know that shit. I lost some items of mine. And I know my homeboy. He was like, I know that shit hurt you because you work hard for everything you got. And that, and, and I think these kids don't understand. That's why they, that's why you give them an iPhone and they drop it and they crack it. And they expect you to go get them another fucking phone because you gave the them. Wall the, when they get mad. Yeah, they throw it at the wall because they didn't work for that. You work for that. But if you make that child work for everything and stop going in with the mentality of when I was growing up, we didn't have much. So I want my kids to have everything. Yeah, nigga, give them some fucking food options that they didn't that you didn't yeah. have growing up. Like, honestly, like. Yo, I give my daughter all the cereal, cakes, all that food shit, anything that's going to nourish you and get you through the, the next day, that's important. The rest of this shit ain't important. So if you really want something out of the, outside of that, you, you work for it. And therefore, when you get it, you value it. You cherish it. You know I just can't. Like, I knew I couldn't get another pair of Nikes if these got dirty. And I think that's what <laughs> Kobe's trying to talk about is the fact that it's like he's given, you're given the situation and you need to, to figure out what you need to do and work hard for it to get what you want out of it and not just give up when it gets hard. Yeah, you got to push through. And just keep going. You got to like sit that. down at that table and do that fucking homework, nigga. <laughs> All right, well, that was my corner as far as it goes, as far as Kobe goes. Kobe's amazing, and I, I didn't realize he had so much profound stuff to say. I'm not going to lie. I never sat and, like, really listened to his interviews or anything like that, and now that he's passed, I mean, they're all kind of – floating around everywhere now and dude knew what he was talking about yeah yeah so r.i.p yeah like johnny said last week now is the time to actually read mama mentality (laughs) yeah mama mentality is like a real thing Thing, yeah so uh thank you for that corner miss nikki uh great having you back to deliver that corner man y'all got any ideas for that corner miss new boozy on instagram Mm -hmm. Um, kicking shit pie at gmail.com. Y'all can hit us up. Other than that, we're gonna hop into these awards. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Real nigga of the week goes out to Tyler, the creator, for his Grammy speech. I absolutely loved it. If you haven't seen it, it was virals on the internet all week. Tyler just basically saying, you know, that's basically being put in a 
basically talking about what we talked about earlier, being put in the category of urban is basically just another way to say black and asking the Grammys, you know, I don't see why I couldn't be placed in a pop category or R&B category, you know, let's give this man something to just shut him up. But he was, he basically got up there and, you know, made a statement um, about how he felt about the award. He was definitely grateful for the award. But um, I appreciated that about it, especially him being able to get his point across, but still say that he was grateful. grateful because, I mean, I think somebody tweeted or somebody reposted, like he said, like five years ago, he was like, I'm getting a Grammy. And so it, that was a big accomplishment for him. But of course, it comes with that underlying undertone of, hey, you really just put me in a black category. I'm happy I won. But like, do you really see my music as rap? Because I don't necessarily. Why can't we just be in? Why can't, ca- why, why be... can't it just be R and B, blues, country, mm-hmm. jazz? It's got to be urban country, you yeah. know, urban contemporary. Like, so I appreciate him saying that in a nice, eloquent way because it could have gone in a different way, and he could have been like uh, the nigga that everybody wants him to be, and he could have been like, "Man, fuck this!" Da 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 da. Like black, <laughs> right? Exactly. And I appreciate him the way that he said it. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Tyler. This week's Dunce Metal, man, goes out to Matt Gutman of ABC News. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, uh, during last week during the Pro Bowl, <laughs> if anybody watched that shit, I think the uh, AFC no. won. No. Uh, but anyway, last week during the Pro Bowl, halfway through, Matt came on the air to let us know about the tragic news with Kobe. But he made a tragic fucking error. Mm-hmm. A country that's already in disbelief, shock, and awe had just been told by this man that Kobe's family was on the plane, the entire family. What? After he says that shit, he said, we're going to go ahead and get right back to this Pro Bowl. He said the whole family <laughs> was on the plane? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He fucked that up. But um, he was suspended. I don't think he should lose his job for it, but no, but he know, definitely he needs did. to take he a break. Apology. Wrong, though. So I hope he didn't just make it up. Hopefully I think he was. It that sounds home. like he made I that up. I don't know. He didn't blame anybody in his apology. Yeah. Like, yo, Sean told me that in yeah. in the earpiece, and you, I, nah, he didn't blame anybody. He just kind of like, you know, I fucked up. My bad. But that it, I heard him say it. So to see that he got suspended for it, I didn't think anything about it. Like maybe I thought he was taking a guess. Yeah, I thought it was okay to guess. That's like, awful. You don't guess with people's lives. But he didn't say maybe. He said, I think his family is there. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, man, Matt, uh, when you get back to work, man, keep it uh, keep it kosher. All right, man, this this week, uh, no person of the week. We got something a little special for the month of February, Jukebox. Yeah, so we're going to, um, this whole month, we're going to try to acknowledge a um, person that's African-American and doing something great in this world or has, that has done something great in this world. Uh, but just somebody different, not just your typical MLK and Rosa Parks like we talked about earlier. Um, so this week is going to be a guy named Daryl Davis. I came across Daryl. Uh, he was actually on Joe Rogan. I was like, this guy got a, got a nice, interesting story. So what Daryl does, he's a blues musician and also an activist. Daryl has converted 200 members of the KKK um, to, yeah, pull them away from the KKK organization uh, by bridging a relationship with them. What? Yeah, wow. Changing their thoughts and That's opinions. crazy. Yeah, Maybe so, he could uh, talk to Trump. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> Possibly. Wow. He said he would be happy to talk to Trump. Um, but um, it all started, he met a guy, he was performing um, at a bar one night in, I think, Alabama. Uh, the white guy came up to him and was like, man, I ain't seen nobody play a, a piano like this since uh, 
Jerry B. Jerry Dean Lewis, who was a white pianist, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, "Well, Jerry Dean Lewis learned it from um, uh, was a little, a little Richard." What mm-hmm. I tell, what I tell y'all earlier, ain't no music, <laughs> and a white guy was like, it. "Nah, nah, nah, he didn't." So uh, pretty much, they had a conversation that night. The guy ended up buying them a drink, and they were just talking about music and things like that. And then he looked, he told them that he was a member of the KKK, and he wow. said he had never had a conversation with a black guy before. So he ended up getting the guy's number, and they became friends, and he started introducing them to other people in the clan. White Hollywood, make the movie. Go ahead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he started introducing them to people in the clan, um, and then he was like, dang, I've changed this guy's life. I could change some other people's life. So he started going around, uh, going to clan rallies and things like that, and asking people, like, why do you hate me? And he said he never got a, gra- a good answer from anybody. So he's that's because you're nigger scum and you're lazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's been his life. So he's been he's converted 200 members so far, either directly or indirectly. And he's still alive. That's yeah, he's impressive. Still alive. He ain't scared of him either. He goes to the rallies and everything. Man, shout out to that's that. Great story. Crazy. Damn, man. Shout that's a great story, man. My name is Daryl. Daryl. All right, man. Uh, without any further ado, we're going to get to the movie minute with Jukebox Johnny. Y'all, so I finally saw The Lion King. Oh, Disney Plus. The live action 2019 film. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, Should I waste my time? Go ahead. Yeah, so let me start by saying this film was the second highest grossing film in 2019. Word. Yeah, after Endgame. It was the second grossing, second highest grossing. $1.6 billion it made in the box office. It stars Uh. Donald Glover. I just need a point. We all love Donald Glover. Uh, Beyonce Knowles Carter. We all love Beyonce for sure. Seth Rogen's in it. Um, James Earl Jones is in it, and then I can't never get this guy's name right. Ethawile Chihuahua, or whatever his name is, from Twelve Years a Slave. Nope. <laughs> nope. Each Chihuahua. Itafichi. That sounds closer. Each of four. Mm-hmm. Either way, he's also in um, Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> I saw the movie and I was like, wow. I really wanted to see it. And then I got through it. It started off real well. And then it just got real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this pretty much is the cartoon, but just the real life. Like most of these live action movies, they change it up a little bit. Uh, try to get a little darker. Cause I want to see more with Aladdin. Yeah. But this one, they just kept it. It was pretty much the cartoon. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is a disappointment, especially with the cast. I oh, thought this no. cast is going to just take it through the damn, room. Man. And John Favreau is a great director. Oh, I guess I'm just gonna watch Sex Education tonight. What's the other thing you told me to watch tonight? Oh, it's a movie. Mm, anyway, who knows? What anyway. about the songs? The songs were good. Okay. Good performances. Okay. But I mean, come on. What's my boy name from the Jackson Five movie? He killed it in the original. Oh, Jason Weaver. Jesus. Man. Oh, yeah. You're Jason right. Weaver. He got Jason his flowers. Weaver he got is his nice. flowers. Yo, Jason Weaver is a hell of an actor, yo. Yeah, he is, man. Love some Jason Weaver. You know how many man. times that nigga been the uh the bad black kid to oh. stole? I like him in all the B grade uh, black movies. Yeah, he, he do been his a thing. couple of Disney movies and things like that. Yeah, man. Uh, wasn't he in Moesha? Not Moesha. Uh, Tia Tamara. Wasn't he in that uh, joint? That was Roger. That was immature. He was in one of the shows. No, no. I'm oh, thinking about he was smart, smart, oh, guy. Yeah, smart guy. Smart yeah, guy. Yeah, he was the brother in Smart Guy. That's the main reason I watched Smart Guy. I used to, yeah. I used to want to be Jason Weaver when I was a kid. Damn. But man. yeah. So if you're going to take your time or sit down with your children and watch the live action Lion King, 
um, and you've seen the cartoon and you grew up on a cartoon, just be prepared to be disappointed. I give it two waves. Dang. Well, you heard it here first, man. Um, Lion King is a no-go, but if you got some free time to just waste, then hit up that Lion King, man. Other than that, man, it's been episode 91 of KSP. Uh, I didn't say this in the beginning, but I need to say it now. I don't know how you find this podcast, but you can find this podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Castbox. Uh, follow us on Instagram at KickingShitPod. Hit us up on in our inbox and Gmail, KickingShitPod at Gmail dot com. Um, I think that's about it, man. Like, rate, subscribe. Follow and tell a friend to tell a friend. Jukebox, where can they find you? I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram, J-U-K-3-B-O-X-J-O-H-N-N-Y. Come see me. And Miss Nikki? Um, everywhere is at Miss New Boozy, M-I-S-S-N-E-W-B-O-U-R-G-I-E. It's your boy Jumpman Jones. You can find me at Soul Train Company on IG, and you can find me on Twitter at Soul Train Co. Listen, man, everybody go out there. Have a great week. Have a good February. Uh, listen, I know last week was a little daunting. This week will definitely be better. Because I'm putting that energy in the air, man. And we're going to talk to y'all next week. I love y'all. Peace. Daddy, are you on the radio?